Extreme PC UK. Hi and welcome to Extreme PC UK episode 19. Today is the 12th of November and I'm your host Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam. And today joining me on this show is... Hello, I am Hans and on Steam I am Megal from Hell. Hi, I'm Jansen and on Steam I'm Jay himself. Hi, I'm Glenn and on Steam I'm Dookie237. The whole crew is back again. And, oh, uh, yay. Today we've got coming up on the show, Rust, Missing, and Pyramid Raid, whatever that is. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. First off, I'd like to say, Yahoo! Fallout 4 came out. And that's why all of us have not really been playing anything but Fallout 4. We only have a, a few games. So what we're going to do is, next week, we're going to do a Fallout 4 special. And this week, we're not going to talk about Fallout 4 too much, just little bits maybe here and there. But we're not really going to address anything in Fallout 4 because, guys, you know how big that game is. You, I've done six hours so far, and I haven't scratched the surface. What about you lot? I've done about ten hours and nowhere near. <laughs> nowhere near. Anyone else? Yeah, I did about 11 hours and don't get me started. <laughs> I haven't out... started yet because I'm still <laughs> waiting for my SSD. Yeah, because he's a slow ass. Yeah. But yeah, Fallout 4, it's everything I thought it was going to be and more. I've had no problems with it, and I know you guys have had no problems apart from hands, and you've had uh, every problem. Uh, about every problem you can possibly imagine I've had. Oh man, sorry to hear that, dude. Yeah, from loading bugs to save games not working anymore, to getting stuck in terminals, to startup crashes, you name it, I had it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's not very happy with it, but you still got no. it, you love the game. Besides from all the crap, I love the game. Yeah, the game is wicked, man. I can't believe how good it is. And yeah. yeah, like we said, next week we'll only be talking about Fallout 4. We've got a lot of stuff to do with Fallout 4. Everything's going to be Fallout 4, basically. So uh, join in if you like Fallout 4. And if you don't, <laughs> then you probably won't like it. <laughs> That's about as much as it gets. But um, Yeah, first off, I'd like to say I haven't got any actual news, but my news is just going to be talking about my upgrade. Now, if my computer goes off, or the stream just disappears, or anything weird happens, it's because my computer's crashed, because it's brand new, it's highly overclocked, and it's being tested, like, thoroughly at the moment. But I was just going to talk a little bit about my computer, if that's right, you lot. Sure. Yeah, we're good. I uh, got rid of my i5-3470K processor and motherboard, and I went over to an X99 Asus motherboard with a 5820K CPU, which is a 6-core one, and I've got that highly overclocked. I had it at 4.7, but I've turned it right down now because it's just not necessary because it's so powerful. I was going to go for the 6700K. And I don't know if you lot know about the 6700K versus the 5820K. Do any of you know any information about it? Not a lot, no. 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 Well, one's 5th gen and one's 6th gen. Now, the 6700K is four, four cores. And I think that runs at, at four, four gigs. And, but it's only four cores. But then the generation before, which is generation five, the 5820K... It's six cores, and I think that runs at 3.3 standard. But like I just showed you, I had it maxed out really high. I haven't now because I don't need it. It's just so much power I don't really need it at the moment. But yeah, so I went for a 5820K, which is a bit older, but I like having six cores. And things like armor and that, you really can tell the difference. It really, really is so smooth. And like, you guys have played armor, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. And you know what it's like on there. If you ain't got the CPU, you sort of, it doesn't matter about your graphics card. It sort of still lags up a bit, and it's not, it's not just perfect, but now it is perfect. So, uh, yeah, I got that processor. I went for DDR4-16GB uh, Corsair Vengeance Pro RAM, and at that point, I'd spent a fortune already, and then, just to piss my missus off even more, because I think she hates me now, 
I was walking past a computer shop and I actually went and got an NZXT case with all the tidy cables in and, uh, <laughs> on top of that. And then I'd done away with my water cooling and also bought a brand new like sealed rad from Corsair, which was another £110. So really, I might as well have bought a new computer. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, say, it was more of a new build than an upgrade, wasn't it? Yeah, well, the thing I've, only things I think I've took across is I even had to get Windows. All I took across was the SSDs and the power supply, I should think. I don't yeah. think there is anything else in there. And your slightly worse graphics card than mine. Slightly 2%. I thought we'd given up on this. We're going to continue, are we? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, my 2% lower graphics card than hands is in there. But I tell you what, guys, my, my machine now is running everything so smooth. It's unbelievable. I'm really happy with it. And... Uh, yeah, just great. And that's all I wanted to say, really. I'll be putting pictures up of it on the uh, stream for next week. I've been really, really busy this week. And as you can probably tell, I've got a really bunged up nose. So if I start coughing and spluttering, I'll say sorry for that now. It's been a bit of a nightmare. We're a bit running a bit late as well because we've got so much to do. And I'm just going to say as well, in this show, because we've been all playing Fallout 4, which is pretty much a true apart from uh, Jay, isn't it? We've all been playing yeah. Fallout 4. Yeah, non-stop. And, <laughs> yeah, and we want to save that for next week. So what we're doing, we've only got a few games we've played which are... Not a lot of information on the games, it's just a few little bits and pieces to keep the games flowing through. But we've got the competition, which is a massive competition this week. You want to stay tuned for that. That's really going to be worth getting into. And what else we've got coming up? We've got a lot, a lot of questions. And they're big questions. We've got three big questions to talk about. So it's really weird because this week's going to be more about computers and builds and questions and discussions more than just computer games. So there is a couple of computer games in there. But we'll just take it as it goes. And uh, yeah, that's the start of my news and my build. Right, moving on to anyone else. Hans, you, you haven't got any news this week, I believe. Nope, I have nothing this week. I'm sorry. Jansen? Uh, I've got some follow-up news. Anyone who is listening to the Halloween special would have heard that my news was the Friday the 13th game that was being funded by Kickstarter. And my follow-up news is that they've actually reached their $700,000 goal. And they're actually beyond it now. I think they're up to 717 or something like that. 717,000. Yeah. And so they're hoping to get a few little extras in there. And the things they're looking at doing are um, some of the like elaborate death scenes that I went into detail about so before. They're, they're looking to add some more to that. Um, so they're really going to make it gory then? Yeah. 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 One of the ones I heard they were going to try and go for is rip your heart out, which is literally ripping someone's heart out. That's like and... Mortal Kombat fatality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, the other one's a skull crush, and you actually see an eyeball pop out. Just one? Oh, that's not good enough. Yeah. I want two eyeballs popping out. <laughs> I don't want to take it too extreme. We, we yeah. like it extreme. We're extreme PC. Okay, let's take it to the extreme, yeah? <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> but yeah, but you, you, any more about it? Yeah, the, the Kickstarter is still running. I think they reached their goal yesterday or the day before. So it's still running because they actually planned it to end this Friday, which is Friday the 13th. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What's in your name? Yep. Friday the 13th. So is that pretty much it for your news? Just that it's going to be... I'm going to actually looking quite forward to this now. It looks like the more you spoke about it, the more I've sort of got a bit excited about it, to be honest. Yeah, you know? but so, uh, the more I read about it, the more you realise how much has actually gone into this game. Yeah, I just hope, though, because sometimes this happens and you hear a bit more hype and the hype train comes, doesn't it? And you all mm. sort of go, 
which is sounding really, really good. Oh, I'm really sounding interested in this. And then it comes out, and you're like, this is a load of crap. You play it for 10 minutes to switch it off. Think, oh, why do I waste my money? <laughs> yeah, I know. Hopefully, really? it, won't, it, won't, it won't be like that, though. But obviously, we've got to wait a year anyway. It's coming out at Halloween next year. Yeah. So, so we'll keep an eye on it for over the time and the period till then and see how it goes. Yeah, definitely. For cool, sure. cool, cool. Anything else you want to say about it, or is that it? No, that was it. <clears throat> Just a little follow-up about that. Keep your yeah. eyes peeled for Friday the 13th. Bit of Jason and a bit of gory uh, smashing people up, really. Yeah. Look forward to it. So it reminds me a bit of when you've been talking about it. It reminds me a little bit of, uh, remember that game that came out where you put the carrier bags on people's heads and that got banned? Manhunter. Manhunt, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I wanted it and it was like, nope, you just can't play this. Yeah. I don't even know. I think we was under 18 then, so we couldn't even get it. I don't know. Yeah, but that's on, like, PS2, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. I just remember the game. All I remember is some kid put a bag over his mate's head and killed him, and that was it. That game was out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kids everywhere across the country using Tesco bags to mess people up. <laughs> it won't happen now, though, would it? Could you no, because I've got to pay 5p for it. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on, Glenn. Any news for you? Nah, no news this week. No news for you, no news for you. Nope. So, uh, pretty much, that takes us out of the news and into the competition. Right. The competition last week. Do any of you know what the tune was? Yep. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Two. Yep. Two. Yeah. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> but right, we've already have, we didn't have a lot of people. I know the games weren't brilliant games, like we said, and sometimes they're really good, sometimes they might not be so good. But it's just the luck of the draw. It's what we've got going at the time, you know. It's a freebie, so freebies are freebies. At the end of the day, I love a freebie, so if I get one, it makes me happy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But yeah, this week we was given away in a competition. If you got the, if you, if you actually called in, gave us an email and uh, got the answer right, which there was only a handful of people to be honest this week. So uh, you guys out there it did come in. You know, there's a quite big chance that you might get it. We was given away Euro Truck Simulator 2, Insurgency, Abyss Odyssey, Citizens of Earth, Tesla Grad. I don't, still don't know how to say it. Or Tesla Grad, I don't know. And a story about my uncle. And I would like to say. The random selection winner was Warmonger18. So, Warmonger18, thank you for uh, giving your answers. And everybody else that, that tuned in, thank you for your answers. Much appreciate it. You know, I really like to see the community getting involved. Even if it's a game that's not brilliant, you know, take a chance. You get some free games and uh, it's just something extra for us to do that gives us a little bit back to the community, you know. So, uh, it's quite good. But yeah, thank you to everybody that sent their answer in. Warmonger18, I'll uh, contact you after the podcast and I'll send you all your codes so you can log into them get them free and uh yeah thanks again for uh having a go at the competition congratulations yeah congratulations <laughs> and yeah, i'd like to say grads. next week competition is gonna be big so make sure you stick around to hear that because that's gonna be a really really good one even i'm excited about it i might even enter it myself <laughs> <laughs> but yeah right let's get on to some games the game section, like I said, won't be too big this week because of all the other stuff we've got to talk about. But yeah, first off, I'd like to say we've set up a new server. It's not actually running at the moment because basically I've been fixing my computer and I had a few issues with the server. So it's not running at the moment, but it will be running soon. It'll probably be running by the time you listen to this podcast. We have a new Rust server and me and Matt have been playing on there mainly. And I don't know if you lot, have you all played Rust before? No, I haven't played it yet. No, I haven't played it yet. Issue pretty Same. much. No, none of you have ever played it. Have you ever seen it? I know, yeah. but I just haven't played it. What kind of gamers are you? <laughs> Never played Rust. The <laughs> kind of gamers are try they're trying to play Fallout 4. <laughs> well, it's still in early access, I believe. 
and Rust is basically your open world survival, pretty much like all the others, but you know, this one's got a little twist to it. In the world, you build bases and everything as you normally do. You can put locks on your doors and you find all your upgrades and that and you research them all in the world. Do you know what? It's a really, really good little game for player versus player because you can build a little community yourself and then you can go and attack other people's because you know how we play on Ark and you go around, you smash up their base, you rob their stuff. Pretty yeah. much like that. When you leave the server, you, you lie on the floor. People can find you and they can loot you while you're on the floor. So... I actually, when I first started playing it, I thought, oh, I'll take all the gear out of the boxes and I'll put it all on me because I'll despawn when I jump out of the game. And lucky no one knew about the server at that time. I think a couple of people jumped in because there's no, there's no password, so it's open to anyone. It's called Extreme PC UK on Steam, as all of our servers normally are. And a guy must have jumped in and found my house. He smashed up the floor. It's probably one of you lot and you're lying to me. <laughs> and uh, he smashed up the floor, but he didn't rob me. So maybe it was Matt. I'm not sure. Could be anyone. But yeah, you can have like some proper warfare and it starts off like all old school where you've got just a, like a, a rock in your hand and you're up to a tree like a caveman. You're banging on the tree to, like with a rock to get some wood. You collect some wood, you collect some stone, you find stones on the floor. But as you go through the game, it's really weird because it comes out like, like caveman sort of style. But as you get into the game, it becomes really forward. Like you get machine guns and, and you get like sniper guns and things like that. So you can get really far into the... If you get really far into the game and you really enjoy it, and I really did enjoy it, you can really, really get deep into it where you're having warfare against other people. And I hope that's what happens on the server because there's no rules on there like normal. But Everyone's... how long does it take to get from a rock to a machine gun? Well, it's, you sort of start off with this rock and you go up to a tree and every time you hit the tree... And, like, you watched the game, didn't you, Jansen? Was it you that watched it and said it looks a bit no. boring? Who was, who was one of you that was watching was you saying it looks a bit boring, you're hitting a tree with a rock? I'm not sure who it was, but you know what, all of them games have got that kind of part to it, you know, you just have to deal with that, if you like them sort of survival games, then fair enough, you know, you've got to hit a tree with a rock, but yeah, you go up to it, and you find like metals and that around the place, and you, you hit them as well, but like you hit, you get 20 wood every time you hit a tree, after about 200 wood, the tree dies, it disappears, and then you can build a couple of basic tools, like a pickaxe sort of tool, and an axe, now these are like caveman tools still, so then you go up to the trees again, you've got an axe, getting much more wood out of it, and you go so on and so on. Now, the jumps between actually having the start and having good items is you have to build like a, a smelter sort of thing where you have to put your metal in there, so you have to go and get the metal, put it in the smelter, it'll melt, it takes ages. It's a bit like Ark, you know? Now, this game, when it first came out ages ago, it was a very basic graphics, it was very slow, there wasn't a lot in there, and it wasn't really, it wasn't really anywhere near ready to be played, and we played it at that point. And we all played it for a little while. We was impressed, but not impressed for like a full game. You know, like you know, like when you want to get your mates on there and you really want to get stuck into a game together. But now it's at that stage. The graphics have all been uprated. It looks really, really nice. Buildings you can like you can build any parts of the building, like staircases, walls. You can build all different kinds of doors. You can put locks on your doors with codes and pin codes. You know, you can build turrets and stuff. There's a really is a lot to put into that game. And one other flip side to it is there's like towns like randomly placed so it's like it's like a nuclear bomb zone off i don't know if that is what's happened but it's like that and if you go to the towns there's radiation so you have to build sort of radiation suits to go into certain areas have to hunt your food now how, how are you feeling about this so far boys you're all very quiet yeah it, just, yeah, it, we're just sounds, it sounds like all the others like, it is yeah. like all the others <laughs> yeah but that's the point i like all the others is that your kind of game 
Yeah, no, it sounds all right. Like obviously, like you get a genre of game, and they they're all very similar. Does this one have zombies in it? This one doesn't have zombies. It has bears. Okay, well, it's, it's probably it's the first one bears. in a while. <laughs> first one in a while that hasn't. Um, yeah, it's got like you hunt things, and like say you get a you hunt a wolf, you kill it, you hit it with a rock, it smashes it up. You get like bone pieces, you'll get a skull, and like with the skull, and you get like cloth from or leather or whatever from it. And with that, you can build, like, new items. And there is a lot of items in the game. And I've found that this time I've played it, I'm always coming across something new. So I really am on, sort of, when I get into this game, oh, I want to go hunting. I want to go exploring. And that's where I've sort of enjoyed it. Because you do come across random buildings, you know. And the buildings are quite big. You can, you can actually get, like, a quarry, like, sort of machine, which you put up and you survey the floor. And then once you build it, it you, you put fuel in it. And that fuel then powers the engine and it goes around and it picks up all the stuff itself. And but, like Matt just said in the chat, there's radiation zones as well. So like I said, you can't go into certain zones unless you get like you're so far in the game, you've got the radiation suits. You know, but it's more player versus player. Like if, if it's us lot in there and we built a little town and other people's coming in, we would spend our time hunting them people down rather than just building, if you know what I mean. So we could all go in together and work as a team and what, yeah. like build a fort together. Yeah, that's exactly what you can do. And you can build some really, really big stuff, and you can build it quite fast. The only thing is I found is it's quite hard. The first first couple of levels, you've got, like, wooden doors and walls, and they can be smashed pretty easily. But but that's the point. It keeps you coming on the game a lot more because you want to make sure... You do get addicted to it. You want to make it better, and you want to keep upgrading. And it does give... You know, like, some games, they get to a point, and it's just like, I don't feel I'm getting any further at the moment, or there's a massive gap between you and the next level. This is very consistent with like the levels going up, so you can continuously play it and always have something you want to do rather than something you're grinding against to do, you know? Because we all don't mm. like those games where you're grinding away and you're like, oh, I've got to keep doing this to get to the next bit. I, I just remembered where I heard of that game. They hmm. inserted a random penis size if you kill people. The more yep. people you kill, the bigger it gets. Well, that's <laughs> the I was going to get into that in a little yeah. while. It's not, I don't think that is actually it. I read a whole article about it when it came out. Now, what happens is, in-game, you can censor it, or you, or you don't have to, but when you start, you're all naked. And back in the day when we played it the first time round, it would be blurred out, the graphics weren't brilliant, and you'd start, and you'd have just loads of people running around naked, beating each other up. And that is exactly how it was. <laughs> you, I swear, you just have people not even playing the game, just beating each other up with things. <laughs> and they're all naked, and they're like running around. And you'd have like 10 people on screen just running around beating each other. And then when we came back this time, it was a big article came out about it. And I'm not 100% sure, but I was told to do with your Steam ID, something to do with your Steam account, whether it's how much XP you've got in Steam, how many games you've collected, something actually makes the size of your schlong. Okay. Yeah, I must have (laughs) something different. (laughs) And there is big discussions about it because some people come in a game, they'll have a little one, and some will come in a game, they'll have a big one. You know, and if you're King Ding and you've got a massive one, you know, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to wear no pants. (laughs) (laughs) You would, though, wouldn't you? You actually choose if you want to wear clothes or not. Yeah, you don't have to wear clothes if you don't want to. But obviously, like, you would with your little one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you go up to someone and say, what, you think you're the the daddy round here? And they'll be like, yes, I take your pants off, let's see. (laughs) You know? But you can, I actually uncensored it on mine, so everybody's got their knobs out. Not that I like looking at knobs, but it's just quite funny. It's just, it's just something that you don't see games do very often, you know. You know, it's back oh, to the situation. Shower with your dad. 
Yeah, yeah that's a bit wrong though. That one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's another different ball game. Yeah, man, that's in a whole different <clears throat> level. But yeah, it's pretty much another one of your daisies and all them sort of games, you know, where you've got all your collecting, crafting, building, and pretty much exploring and taking other people down. You know, I'm I'm surprised Blood Reaper hasn't been in there and caned us all because he he wasn't actually into it. But you know, oh. I really really enjoy the game. And for anyone out there, you know, feel free to get on our server. It will be up until Empyrean comes on because we're just still waiting for the Empyrean server. And there was a little bit of information about Empyrean server today that, that they're working on that next. So hopefully that'll be out. And when that does come out, the Rust server will just be switched off for a little while. But we'll go back to it after the Empyrean because Empyrean is going to be the, the game. You know, that's the next game I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to as well. Have yeah, you got an will... idea of like... No, nah, they, nah. they won't give it out. And they keep giving out like little updates of more stuff. And they're like, straight away, because everybody's thinking the same thing. Straight away, they're like, we're still working on the Empyrean server, but we put this out today, blah, 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 blah. And they've done a lot of updates. They are working hard on the game, and the game is going to be really, really good. You know, they've gone through so far, and the game that we played originally, they've changed every item in the game to much better graphics and to a new look. So they really are. And, and the, the best thing about it is, they're taking the community's ideas. So you just write on their website what you like and they will put it like that if they like it, you know? Mm. So, but yeah, getting back to Rust, I really like the game and I would like it if a lot of people came in. But so far, people haven't been really interested in it. So give me a feedback, like give us an email to extremepcuk.co.uk. Go to our email on there and uh, just let us know if you like it because I think it's quite cool and I really enjoyed it. Matt enjoyed it. But no one else seems to uh, want to get in. Any of you well, want to try? And... Yeah, I'm willing uh, to try, but we played a lot of survival games lately. That is true. That's maybe why I didn't play it yet. Yeah. How, mu how much is it at the moment? I actually don't know, to be honest. Um, It's just pretty much I'm talking about. I wasn't going to talk about it this week, but I'm just talking about it because, like you said, we've all been playing Fallout. And to be totally honest, you know... We're doing a gaming podcast. We've got to talk about games, everyone. And <laughs> we've all played Fallout. And that is the, that's the sad truth of it. We've all been on Fallout. Like we said, we knew we'd be on Fallout. And I don't get a lot of free time. So when I do, I want to be on Fallout. And is that the same for you lot? Yeah, definitely. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so this week, yeah, we have slacked out a bit on the, on the other games. Uh, it's fourteen ninety nine the game at the moment. Cheers for that, Matt, in the chat. And uh, yeah, but... We will be going back to all the other games after the uh, Fallout 4 podcast. But to be honest, I'm just looking forward to the Fallout 4 podcast because that's going to be like an epic podcast. Yeah. yeah. For us anyway, not you, Hans, because your one don't work. I'm just <laughs> waiting and hoping for a patch. Oh, man, I feel sorry for you, dude. You was one of the ones that was well hyped up for it as well. And, yeah. And it just yeah. didn't work out. I hate when that happens. That's oh, we didn't even get his Pip-Boy either. No, he didn't. Uh, yeah, that, that was a different story. I mean, I had to wait for two more days. Like, okay, I don't wait. I don't want to wait two more days, so I'm buying the normal edition. So what did you? What did you do? You didn't buy it? No, because uh, I went to pick it up, and they said, "Well, the Pip Boy editions have been delayed here to delivery, and it's gonna be on Friday." I was like, "Okay, I'm not waiting until Friday." So I cancelled my Pip Boy edition, and I bought a normal version. Why didn't you keep it and then sell it for more money? Yeah, there's a slight money issue in there. All oh, right, fair enough. We know how that is every now and then. <laughs> yeah. It's always the way. Yeah. But yeah, that's um Rust. Yeah, I've said a lot about it, but get in, try it. I really enjoy it, and these lots don't seem to, but I do. So come play with me on my own. We'll try it. <laughs>
Right hands, you've just been playing Fallout this week, I believe. I've been trying to play Fallout at a decent level. I kind of fail at some levels, but yeah. I'm not going to say too much about Fallout because next week we're going to have a podcast dedicated to Fallout 4. Yep. I'd just like to say mine runs bloody smooth, man. It's so good. Well, Perfect. <laughs> I, I did a few fixes and it ran smooth for about an hour, maybe two hours, and then the book started coming up again for some reason. Oh. Well, we're talking no about idea that what's going week. on. But if you if you keep track of all your bugs and stuff, we'll talk about them all next week, and uh, you know people in the community can find out if they've had similar problems, and we'll go into depth in that there. Yeah, apparently it's a fifty-fifty chance. Yeah, well I got a good fifty. I got a good fifty. Yep, 50. you do. <laughs> <laughs> we're just rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah, but right. I've been reading some of the reviews on Metacritic, and they're some of them just stupid. I mean, shouldn't yeah. happen. Yeah, they're slandering the game for all kinds of uh, mediocre things. Like, really? uh, yeah, there was actually one somebody was complaining about. You have these invisible walls and boundaries, apparently, at some point, and yeah, takes away the immersion, blah, 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 blah. One out of ten, one star. Stupid review. See, that's what I don't get. Now, me, I love Fallout, and yeah, I know there's bugs in there, but I also know that they've put a big effort into that game, man. There's so much work gone into that game, the graphics on it. If, if you think about how big that world is, and every little bit of it's different, it's not like it's got the same buildings just based all over the place, is it? They're all different, and they're all... No, but, but we got to be honest here, without going too much into spoilers, the graphics really aren't that good, aren't they? I mean, for this day and age. They're good, they're fine, but for this day and age, yeah, they're a bit on the older side. You really think that? No, I just know that. It's what just about you fact. guys? I thought the graphics were really good. Yeah, no, I'm quite impressed with them, to be honest. Maybe that's another glitch that he's got. Yeah. No, that's not a glitch, trust me. That's not a glitch. They're just using an older engine, that's all. Now, see, for me, I found, like, the first Fallout, yeah, and the second one, you would have areas of the map where you could walk up to that area, but you couldn't actually get into it. It's blocked off by rubbish or buildings, and it'd be a whole area on the map you couldn't go to. Now, they might have done that in this, because I'm only six hours in, I don't know. But, to be honest, the places I've been to so far, the towns, they're like cities. They're massive, and they're fully detailed. And, you know, I find myself looking at walls, reading posters, reading everything. You know, I've really, really enjoyed it. And I think the graphics are, are fine. I know they did say when they first, when they made it, they said that they're not using the latest graphics. And a few people were a bit upset about that. But no, that's what I meant. The graphics aren't bad, not bad at all. I'm just but, saying that in this day and age, they could have done better maybe with the budget they had. But yeah, it's not about the budget. It's about the balance, you know. Getting, you've got like a massive great world like that. Now to do the graphics a hundred times better than that, it's going to take so much more time and effort, and it, and that's going to take away the balance. So they had to balance out having such a big world and all that stuff that's in that world to having the graphics. That's the way I see it, anyway. Yeah, I guess we all have different opinions on this one. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it next week, anyway. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say like we we we're doing next week's podcast <laughs> now. Yeah, I know, I know. We're diverting. Pause, 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 pause. <laughs> See, this is me getting me started. Right, yeah, I've spoken about Rust anyway. And uh, G2A.com, apparently, you can get it for £10. So, not too expensive for Rust, and I think it's fully worth it. So, try it out. You know, you get to look at your own schlong. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Jansen, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing a bit more of an indie game this week because I haven't had Fallout. I'm still waiting for an SSD to turn up. Let's talk about your SSD quickly, what you've done. <laughs> Why? Just to make me look better. Hold on, let's say one thing first. Hans, I want your yes. full input on what you think about what he's done. Okay. And Glenn, go for it, Jansen. Tell us a story. Okay. Needed a SSD. So went on eBay, had a look for one, 
and I found a Samsung 850 Evo for £40 or £45, ordered it and when I got the the email to say it's been dispatched, I went to look at to see how it was dispatched, if it was going to be next day or whatever, and then realised that I'd ordered it from Hong Kong. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh <laughs> dear. So yeah, a bit of a mistake, I wouldn't have done that usually, so it does say on there that it, it's going to take a week to get here. And looking at the guy's reviews, a lot of it was positive. But obviously buying from Hong Kong, you don't know how long it's going to take and 50% chance that it might be fake. Yeah. So, Just have a go. case and nothing inside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make exactly. 75%. Yeah. Everything I've got from Hong Kong here has come over on a ship and it's taken a month to get here. And by the time it's got here, I've forgotten about it. <laughs> got out and bought another one. I have bought stuff from Hong Kong before, like... It's kind of been mixed, like sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but I've bought something from Hong Kong and had it turn up in four days. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just hoping with this, it's like they've got something like 3,000 feedback on eBay and it's something like 90% positive. So I'm hoping that it is real and it is quick. So they, they emailed me straight away to say it's been dispatched, so... Yeah, hopefully it'll be hopefully all right. it will turn up. Obviously, I've I've now got Fallout, but I'm not installing it because I'm going to have to use that SSD to put my operating system on. So it's going to be a clean install. So I don't want to load up the game, try and play it now. It, for in a couple of days, I've got to wipe it off, start you don't, again. Now you don't have to worry about that because one, I'm not sure if it's it is, Fallout 4 has got the cloud on it, hasn't it? Or is it not? Uh, I don't think so. And even if it hasn't got the cloud chance, you can go mm. into Steam mm. and you can back up your game onto like any disc or USB stick, like mm. your actual game. And then when you go back on Steam, you just load it back in and it will load it back into your Steam. Okay. So you can start playing it and then get it back. That's not an issue if you're doing a fresh install. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like in the beginning, I thought this SSD was turning up in a couple of days. So I thought I'd have had it installed and up and running by now. And... Like obviously as well, I've got your old stuff. So yeah. I've I've got Nick's old motherboard and processor, and I've got some new RAM as well. So pretty much when this SSD turns up, I'm gonna have a pretty much full upgrade as well. Yeah. Well, you'll have DDR3 RAM. I don't know what speed your RAM is, but you've got six gigs of RAM, and you have to go in it. Yeah. Don't know what speed it is. I remember you saying it might be some high-powered one because it's uh looks pretty cool and that. Yeah. And but I haven't seen it personally. You've got gigabyte motherboard. Which has got the 3D BIOS on it and that, so you can mm. learn to do a bit of overclocking and that, all in 3D, just sliders, so you don't have to worry too much about all the ins and outs of all the, like the the controls. Like, because when you go into BIOS, you've got like lots of digits, numbers, and that sort of stuff, which is pretty. That's a bit overwhelming for people that don't know what they're doing, if you know what I mean. Mm. But in this, because it's all pictures, you just click on the processor, you can move the sliders and that. And I know for a fact that that processor, because you've got um, a 3470K, I think it is. And mm. I know that you can get that processor up to 4.4 on there, stable. So, yeah, you know, you're going to be up there playing the games. You've got a decent card now. It's a bit old, but you've got a decent card. Your computer will be... And considering you went from RAM that's 600 megahertz, man, mm -hmm. you know, DDR2, yeah. and we've pretty much upgraded here, there, and everywhere now, you've pretty much got a new system. Yeah. And to be honest, your system looks good because your case and all your wiring and all that was really, really good already. Mm. So pretty much we've brought you into the into the future, or well, future preview for a little while, yeah. um, until you go for the DDR4 upgrade later. But you don't need to worry about that for a little while. 
Yeah, and the cooling as well, because I'm going to have the uh, the stock cooler on there. But that's only for a month, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So obviously next month I'll I'll get um, a sealed rad, and yeah, then I'll be overclocking it. Yeah, and then you can be up there. Yeah, you'll do what Matt and everybody else does. I get them all onto like every now and then. We'll get Heaven Benchmark out, and we'll get um, 3D Mark out. And we'll all just sit on here on our headphones and all start overclocking and all just like talking about how fast we got our processors and all that. <laughs> and then I sort of get off the computer with them and go to work the next day. And I come home the next day and then I get loads of messages saying my computer won't switch on. And <laughs> 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 it's normally Matt that does that. He said, well, you know, you're meant to start small, like and go up by like five megahertz or 10 megahertz on each section. Yeah. Until you get to the top and then go back a bit. Matt was like. Nick, I ain't got time for that. I just put everything on max and then thought I'd work backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just that's it. Crashed his motherboard, crashed everything. And that was it. Had to go round his house and sort it all out for him. Overclocking stories. Yeah. Well, at least with mine, it would be a lot easier because you've done all the trial and error. So when it's in my system, you'll obviously be able, like, be able to overclock it to max pretty much straight away. Well, yeah. Uh, it, it probably will still even have the profile on it. So you yeah. can just click on the profile and it will go up to the top. But personally, I would say to do it yourself from scratch because mm. you will learn a lot from it and you will enjoy it and that computer will mean more to you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I would do. It would be really, really worth doing because, mm. you know, like my computer and everyone that builds a computer knows this. When you build it yourself, that you become attached to it and it means the computer means the world to you. Like, you don't touch my computer, it's mine, you know. And, yeah, so you'll be doing that sort of thing, which is good. Like when I came around your house and you put my cup of tea on the other side of the room. Yeah, man, that's what's got to be done. <laughs> got so two you're... grand computers sitting there and he puts his cup of tea on top of the desk above it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, let's move the cup of tea ten feet over there. Yeah, but you were right with your cup of tea. <laughs> if I break it, it's mine. <laughs> but you yeah, break for it, you buy it. <laughs> but then the thing is, you, you actually put your cup of tea on top of the server didn't you? I don't drink tea. Well, no, it was a can of Coke or something. <laughs> so you... It's probably beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you yeah. put my cup of tea on the other side of the room and said... Yeah, because like... I can always trust myself. I just can't trust other people in here. Yeah, I know, but you, <laughs> you're using your server like a coffee table. <laughs> that was true. That is true. <laughs> I haven't had a can of Coke for ages, so stop now. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, getting back to it, we've done one of our uh, missions, haven't we? You're talking about what game? Missing. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of getting a bit off track. Yeah, Missing. Uh, yeah, uh, an indie game called Missing. It's Missing, an interactive thriller. And this is an episodic game. And this is episode one that I've played. And it's a little bit different to like your regular games because it's actually live action video that you're watching. Yeah. And it's based around a, uh, a puzzle solving detective kind of game you know what it's based around yeah well the, the gameplay is that but it's based around the film saw yeah so, pretty much it is saw yeah it's saw without you sawing your foot off and <laughs> you, you're basically playing both sides as well so you're playing the prisoner and you're also playing the detective so you you basically start off in a room chained up and you've got to try and find your way out and then as a detective, you're on a uh, missing persons uh, case. blood hunt. Yeah. So um, 
yeah it, it's strange when you first watch it because like you, you get into it and you're straight watching away, a film isn't you? yeah it's a cut scene off like real actors and when it, when the game starts you kind of expect it to go into a game mode but it's still live action and like you you have to solve little puzzles to move on throughout the game and it, sort it of, yeah go on. go on you're sort of the thing is though it's just it's actual it's weird because it's a live film but mm. then the film freezes doesn't it it doesn't even yeah. freeze it's sort of it's weird the film like it's like imagine you're watching a tv film like a program on tv and then it just pauses but then mm. things in the room still move so like if you've got a key hanging down it starts jiggling around but yeah. the film's just frozen so like and then you can sort of open doors in the film and that, but it's still in motion of the film. But yeah. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, because that's why, like, to start off with, it's you don't really know how to interact with it straight away because the the camera's moving with the actors and, like, it then kind of, like you said, it pauses, but it's not paused as in it's static. You've still got things moving. Like, you might have a fan that's spinning and you... Uh, you've got a key dangling and it's like slightly swaying so you can see that things are still in motion but the camera is just static but yeah it's like little like side games that you have to do and yeah. it might be like you've got to open a locker but the locker's got a combination on it and you've got to figure out what the combination is so then... don't give any spoilers away <laughs> no um, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of keep it vague, but yeah, it, it's like if, if there's a combination and there's four digits on there, you've then got to try and figure out, well, what are these four digits? So you then have to look around the room to find something that will give you a clue to find these digits. And it's kind of one one little side game leads on to an answer for another one. So it's kind of got a knock-on effect of you might go to the... A lock first but you really need to go to a chalkboard first or something like that and you've you yeah. kind of have to get the sequence right to then get to the point where you can move on like to the next part of the game and then the next part of the game has a another cutscene off like the actor like running down a hallway or whatever and it, it's quite good it's like i've never played a game like that before yeah, I thought so the same thing like it's quite good and what i thought as well is like if it's a bit more of an indie game they haven't got high budget and things like that like the acting is going to be really bad and like that might put you off but i felt like there's not a huge amount going on so like the acting is like a minimum but the the acting that is in the cutscenes in between yeah it's it's quite good so it is just like it is just a bit like saw the acting in that it is you know, oh, no, oh, no, what's happening here? And panic, yeah. and, and it's yeah. got all the bits in there. But yeah. I, I found it really, really weird because I've just never seen a game like that. That's what intrigued me to play it in the first place. Yeah, mm. well, same here. It's like you, you kind of um, like watch a trailer for it and then you, you kind of see it as, well, that's a live-action trailer for a game. But then when you play the game, you realise, oh, the bits I was seeing were actually parts of the game that you would be interacting with yeah but it's it is good because you you've kind of got two storylines as well so as the prisoner you're locked in a building and you're trying to find your way out so you're doing these little like puzzles to try and get out of where you're trapped but then the other part of it is the detective who's on the missing persons case he's then like trying to look at the clues of 
like where did this guy go like he's obviously disappeared no one knows why i've got to try and follow the clues to find out where he is did you um, did you come across any issues in the game technical issues or issues you, where i got any stuck any technical issues or where you got stuck and you had to look somewhere else uh, like a third party to get through <clears throat> no i don't know if i got as far as you though but there are there are certain bits where it's not straightforward what you're meant to do and because you don't have a tutorial or any like tips or anything like that you, you thought it broke like i did yeah you, you get to a point and nothing's happening and like without any spoilers like you get to a point where you're looking at a car and that's it on the screen it's just a car parked at the side of the road and nothing you do will work so you think well is it still running is it broken is it crashed but there is something you have to do and then it carries the game on but it's not straight away obvious what you're meant to do yeah, and so i you... think like with that it's almost a bit of a flaw because it's not that you're unintelligent and you can't figure it out it's just they've done it in a way that makes it a bit awkward yeah see i what i did is i played the game for a little while but like i said i haven't had a lot of time this week to get on because of fallout 4 and stuff like that so i had a little go but to be honest when i saw this game my uh, missus she loves these sort of games so i wanted to buy the game for her anyway so mm. what i done is i got it i played a little way through now i won't give any spoilers away but there's there's one point in the game when you're in a dark room and that's where i got stuck jance mm. you know and mm. uh, you probably know the bit where and I actually, now I say to you guys, I don't cheat. I do like to save a lot, don't I, yeah? Yeah. But I had to look out third party because I thought, hold on a minute, this is an indie game. You know, a lot of Indian games have little issues here and there, and mm. I think the game is frozen. I think I can't get any further. And, and, I, and I sat there for a good half an hour, and I was thinking, hold on a minute, I'm wasting a lot of time here, and I don't have this time. So in the end, I looked up what I was doing wrong, and I moved forward. Mm. But... I then got cut off from the game, and I thought it was quite good up to that point. I thought it was very like Saw the film. You feel like you're in the film. You feel like you're getting on doing all the different bits of puzzles. And when you do find something, you do feel quite good about it, because you think, hold on, I'm, I'm not as thick as I thought I was. <laughs> you know, and, and you think, yeah, you know, that was, that was quite a tricky puzzle, and I just found it out. So <clears> what I did, though, is I gave it to my missus, and I let her play it on the laptop when she was in bed, and I just kept popping in and seeing what she was doing. And she got to the end of the game, and then she thought it broke as well. Now, we don't know if it broke or not, because when we looked up to see if it was what happens, in the video, it just it just works. But in mm. her, her version of it, it just wouldn't work. Mm. And I don't know, because the video I looked up earlier on in the game when I got stuck was an early access like video when it was new game. And mm. it obviously put more stuff into the game, more complex stuff. So I don't know if the game was actually broke and it had like a glitch in it, or if they had changed it and made it more complex, and that's why we couldn't get to the part we needed, mm. you know? Yeah. And But overall, I really liked the game, and I think it had a lot of effort put into it, and I think the acting was really good, and it's the sort of game that I would really enjoy playing all the episodes. But for me, I found it didn't... It, the, the puzzles weren't necessarily too hard when you put your mind to it, and I found that I, I was... Every now and then I was like, oh, I need to look at something. And, you know, I don't know how much time I want to spend on this. And that sort of was just a little bit too much for me. Mm. And my missus as well, she was like, you know what? A lot of the time I'm waiting for a long period of time looking around and until I find it. And I do find it in the end. But, you know, it depends if you're patient or not. I'm not very patient. How did you find it, Jens? 
Um, yeah, kind of the same because, like you know, I like my games to be a little bit more faster paced, and like this was okay because I don't mind like problem solving. Like you do, kind of have that little bit of sense of achievement when you've like solved a puzzle. But I kind of found the puzzles were either like too easy or they were like frustratingly hard yeah and so neither of them were that much fun there was no like happy medium so where like i don't know if it's maybe because it's like the first episode and they're trying to like like break you in easily yeah because they they don't want it to be like hard like straight away they can't make it easy straight away and they can't make it hard they sort of need to learn to sort of Make it easy in the beginning and build it up. So as you get further, yeah. it gets harder. But it wouldn't but, really like that. No, because the thing is, it's like you've you've in the first scene, you've got maybe three or four like different puzzles that you've got to do just in the first scene. But I found that like I spent more time like looking at different things to collect stuff. But when I actually had the stuff I needed, I found that the puzzles were really easy. So it didn't really challenge me. Um, but then you kind of feel like you're wasting time uh, like looking for the different stuff and I felt like it wasn't interactive enough because the the stuff that you can interact with are only the things that are necessary for the game so say there was a shelf and there was like 10 things on it you could only pick up the one thing on there that was actually for the game the yeah. rest of it, you can't do anything. And when you put your mouse cursor, you find just going around the, the thing, yeah. just clicking everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you can just like wiggle your mouse over all the shelves until it changes from, say, like an arrow to a hand. And you think, oh, well, that's something. You click on it and you collect it. But then that's not really very challenging because you're playing this because you want that kind of detective like experience and you want to look at something and think, I, I think this might be useful later on. So you pick it up yeah. and you carry it with you, but later on you realize, well, no, it's nothing. It's just a bit of metal. But you, that's what would happen in real life. And yeah. I kind of compared this to a game that I played that I really liked, L.A. Noir. Yeah, I've seen oh, that, yeah. but I've never actually that's played a, that. Yeah, really good. good game. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that game because I'm a big fan of the film noir genre. And like... When they brought out a game off the genre, like I snapped it up straight away, and it's basically based around the Black Delia murder, and you're the detective investigating it. But when you're investigating it, it gives you lots of options. That when you go to a crime scene, you're there's probably one thing there that is the evidence you're looking for. There's a lot of fakes. But, yeah, there's a lot of fake stuff. So you're going around, you're picking something up, and you're thinking well, this might be useful, it might not. And then you decide, do you want to take it or do you want to leave it? And you can like dust for fingerprints and things like that. But it doesn't tell you to do that. You just think, well, someone might have opened this door. I'm going to dust the handle for fingerprints. Yeah, there was and nothing like that in this, was there? No, it's it's very straightforward. That, Whatever you find, you need to use. Yeah, so that's why it, it got to the point where I just felt like the challenge for me was just finding the stuff and that's basically kind of like how you do like a spot the difference where you're looking at a static picture for something that you think that shouldn't 
maybe be there so you see a pipe and you see a little bit of paper poking out the corner so you click on it and it is a little bit of paper that you can take but then that gets your mind going off like well they've kind of hidden little things just poking out so you see something and then it looks a bit odd so you click on it but it's nothing then you see something else you click on that it's nothing and that's why i didn't like the thing of a static screen i felt like if it was more immersive in the environment that you were in that you could kind of pan left and right and move backwards and forwards like yeah it like to a certain extent like you had a few degrees of movement rather than having the static screen and you're just randomly clicking on stuff hoping that you pick something yeah up. but that's probably down to the fact that they're filming a scene and it's a lot harder to film a scene with a camera and then have left and right on that camera as well yeah but you can do that nowadays if you could get an yeah, attachment but for yeah, but you could get an attachment for your iPhone that costs like 100 quid and you can film 360 degrees and then you can play back that film and in real time you can look 360 degrees whilst the film is rolling. Oh, cool. That That's the kind of thing, like even if they had like a 180 degree viewing angle, but you're only looking at a certain section. So even though the film is rolling, you can, even if you can just pan like, left and right a little bit just so that you feel like you're looking at the whole room it just gives you that little bit more scope don't it to think exactly why why can i why can i pan left a little bit there must Mm. be something here why can i go right a little bit yeah but like yeah just for me i just found like it it got a little bit frustrating after a while and it kind of disappointed me a little bit because it's not a game i would usually play but when i started playing it i was quite impressed with it and i thought me too like this is something I could carry on playing but when I got to a certain point I was a bit like yeah I I don't know if I would play episode two because I felt like I'm spending a lot of time just clicking the screen looking for things rather than solving the problems yeah I just got to say to everybody um Hans has got to go off because he got injured again today and he's got a busted arm and Mm -hmm. so (laughs) he's texting me at the moment saying I've got to lay down I'm in pain (laughs) <laughs> and uh, he got busted by another granny, so we're not going to no. go too much into it this week. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell everybody next week what exactly yeah. happened. But he's had an operation today, so we're going to let him sneak off this one time. Yeah, I'm sorry, people. Yeah, that's all cool, man. You go yeah, lay no down. Problem. I will see you all next week. If you don't see him ever again, everybody, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> There's a possibility that might happen at some point in my line of work. Death by <laughs> granny. Death by granny. <laughs> but yeah, all right then, hands man. We'll see you later on. Yeah, later's people. Cool, man. Cheers. Bye. Right, carry on, Jan. Sorry about that, people. He's been texting me saying how bad it is for ages, so... (laughs) Yeah, we we kind of knew that that might have happened anyway, didn't we? Yeah. But he does keep getting beaten up by grannies really badly, and this time (laughs) he's got... What actually happened this time? Uh, She pulled his arm out of his socket, or, like, ripped a muscle in (laughs) his arm. Was it the same granny? She's aggressive, man. We need to send her to war. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, go on, carry it. But you lost your total train of thought now, haven't you? Yeah, I think I was pretty much getting to the end of it anyway, because I was just saying the things I didn't really like about it, that it was a little bit disappointing because the game did appeal to me after a while. It's not something I would usually play, but yeah. it's I, I wanted to give it a go because it interested me. And then when I got into it, I thought, oh, this is actually quite good. But then the more you play it, the more you realise that there's a lot of time wasted and not a lot of it is challenging you yeah but... I, I found that it 
sort of started off and it gave you a lot of hype. He was like, yeah, this looks really cool, man. I'm, I'm locked in a room. You know, I'm all chained up. I'm going to have to try and find my way out of here. And I found as the scenes went further on, they sort of, they sort of lacked each scene I went further in the game. It lacked more like they'd thought, like yeah. they really put a lot of effort into the beginning, but then they yeah. like sort of, they lost the pace as it went through the scenes to the end. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. So it's like the more you play it, the yeah. less interested you become. Yeah, by it, the end, you were just clicking everywhere going, oh, what have I got to click on? Yeah. And you kind of want to have that, like, detective instinct that when, like, what would you do if you were in that situation? And as you're watching a cutscene and he's walking into a room and you're seeing things, like, your mind is, like, looking for things like, okay, well, that door's locked, yeah. but there's a light on it. What does that light mean? And yeah. I saw something in that corner. But then when it goes to the static screen things that you looked along the way you can't actually reach them so you think oh i thought that might have been something but i can't even like go to that area yeah it's a bit too simple wouldn't it when you just you just put your mouse anywhere over the over the room and if there's something there it will come up with a little eyeglass yeah so you're like oh there's something there bang done that and it'll go into another room or something you're like oh let's go and scan the room and it did get a bit repetitive like that but yeah. i've got to say the game i don't know how much it was how much have you got the price written down there yeah uh 279 so it oh, is for well that. cheap yeah. yeah, for that sort of price, yeah, man, it's worth it. They've, but this cause... this is the thing. It's like I thought, like, like effort has been put into it because they've like the acting is quite good. Resolution of it as well, you can tell it was filmed in HD, and yeah. the interactive scenes are smooth as well. Like if there's a car door, you're watching a live action car. So when you open the door, it's not like you click on it and it goes from a static screen of it being closed to a static being open you get the movement of the car door opening yeah but it's not just the movement it doesn't like you click on it and it opens you hold the mouse button yeah. and you can move it where you want yeah and so I, same... i've done that a few times i thought well, it's a bit that's a bit smooth and i was like open close open close open close yeah <laughs> and it is like like if there's a locker and you un open the locker it's the the door moves with the movement of your mouse so like all of those things like make the game like really good but yeah i don't know if maybe they're they're thinking well an episodic game let's like fund it ourselves put it out there get episode one out the money we make from episode one we can invest in episode two and the game just then evolves because the more money that comes in the more money they can put back into it to make it that much better yeah yeah but, see i do you think there'll be an episode two i, I don't know it's I, I seem to think it's like they've done episode one as a test, mm. and I think that near the end they sort of thought. I'm not 100 sure, and you know I can't say for for certain. It's just all my my view, and but I think they sort of come to the end and it got a bit more slack near the end. And mm. you know maybe for the price they put out, it was uh, the, the the price was really really good for that. How much effort they put in it, put a lot of effort into it. And don't get mm. us wrong, the game is a good game. But it just dries out a bit near the end, and you sort of get mm. to the point where, you're like, you know, do I want to do another episode or do I not? You know, mm. but then you never know. The next episode might be a bit more up to date, a bit more, a bit more like stuff. A bit to more it, interactive, you know? yeah. Because it, like, the idea of the game is really good, and like for someone who doesn't usually play a game like this, I got really into it. But yeah, it, it did. It just lacked towards the end. And I don't know if maybe like they kind of maybe lost interest and felt like, well, we've just got to get this finished to get it out there. Yeah. But um, it, like a game like this, it should be getting more immersive 
the further you go in. So by yeah. the end of the episode... It should be grabbing hold of you by that yeah. point and not letting you want to leave. Yeah, because it's like when you're playing something like The Walking Dead, it, it starts off like quite basic. And then the more you go into it, like the more intense it gets, the deeper the storylines go, the more characters they yeah, get involved. Yeah, and it was sort of reversed from that, wasn't it? Yeah. So by the end of it, you've kind of lost interest and you're thinking, yeah, it was all right, but I don't know if I'll go for episode two. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe if episode two came out and I didn't really have anything else to play and it was yeah, round I think 80. I, I personally think we would go for it. If it was that price, yeah. you know, we would definitely go for it because we'd be like, you know, two quid or £2.50, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it's not a lot of money. You know, they put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. Who knows? It might be a lot better. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it, I, I, I like the game. Yeah. It, I, I would recommend it. If you like that kind of thing, like a, a detective game, it's a bit of a, a point and click to collect stuff from a static screen. Like if, if that appeals to you with little side puzzles, then you might really like this game. It's the sort of game you could play. Like, you know, we're hardcore gamers, so we play like your Fallouts and your Battlefield 4s and things like that. But if you're on a laptop and you like gaming and you like easy gaming, which is chill out, you know, you could even be playing that in your office and having mm. it on second window or something. So, mm. you know, and that's you could sit there quite easily and take up your time. And that would be a really fun game to play when you need to be doing something else and you need to have mm. it as a background bit of fun. But for yeah. me, it just wasn't a full-time game to play because personally, it's not my genre of games. So I wasn't fully involved in it to start with. But my missus really, really enjoyed it. Mm. But she said near the end, like us, she got a bit, a bit left, left out, and she was a bit like, mm, you know, I played yeah. all that, and at the end, it wasn't as good as it was at the beginning. Yeah, and like you were saying, like you do get some of the puzzles where it's so hard, you do have to look elsewhere for help because yeah, it's not even that you're not smart enough. It's it's almost like they haven't done it well enough. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, that is uh, missing. What's the full title of it? Uh, an Interactive Thriller, Episode Missing 1. Missing an Interactive Thriller. I've totally lost track of where I am and what I'm doing as usual. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how much was it? £2.79 on Steam. Can't go wrong with that. And I bet you it goes on sale at some point and goes really, really cheap. So keep it on your list and see when it comes up, you know. There'll be a little good game for you to have for pennies, maybe, I should think. Yeah. But right, moving on. Glenn, what have you been playing this week? I know you've been playing Fallout 4, the same as everybody, and you're going to say, oh, I've been playing it loads, so I've just played little games. What little games have you been playing? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, up until um, this afternoon, I hadn't even um, played a game to uh, talk about today, so <laughs> I was just kind of going through Steam for all the free-to-play games. Okay. And I uh, came across Pyramid Raid. Um, it's quite a good game, actually. I was quite impressed with it. Um, you play as a mummy. It's a 2D platform world. And you need to get round the maze and get to the pot of gold at the end by jumping over traps and spikes and bombs and things. Yeah. Jump up walls and over obstacles. So is it sort of your old school game like Sonic and them sort of games? Yeah, similar to like Sonic and Mario. 2D you know, scrolling. Like 2D platform scrolling yeah. game, yeah. But it's set inside a pyramid and you've got these large stone blocks that are used for the walls and floors. But then on the background, there's loads of sort of ancient Egyptian artifacts like Tutankhamun style things like hieroglyphics and statues and sphinxes and things. But it's a really sort of quiet, bright and vibrant looking game. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very good fun to play. What made you choose it out of all the other three games there? Um, 
I didn't really want to go into sort of any kind of multiplayer games. I just wanted a quick game that I can just quickly play and then sort try of it out. just try it out. Rather so what than... you're honestly saying is you wanted to play Fallout and you didn't give yourself enough time to play any games because you love Fallout. <laughs> yeah, so you played little I games. didn't want anything too immersive <laughs> that it would take too much time. Come on, guys, let's be honest. <laughs> so I just wanted a quick platform game just to play and i was i quite enjoyed it actually i, I ended up playing it longer than i thought I would yeah because I, I noticed <laughs> no one else noticed but i noticed on our ts we've all got our own rooms and that and i noticed yesterday like i said before fallout 4 came out i said when that game comes out no one's going to chat to each other and what happened <laughs> I, find that, I see him playing i see him playing on there yesterday he didn't even come into team speak he's like i don't want to talk to them i'm playing a computer <laughs> and I, I, i've got a password on my room so i was like i'm going in there no one can get in <laughs> so I can see you all, but you can't talk to me. <laughs> Pretty much. But, but yeah, that's Pyramid Raid. Little game. Was it worth? It's free to play, wasn't it? So yeah, free can't to really play. Go wrong. Yeah, so it's quite funny. I mean, you, the death scenes are quite funny. They're quite comical. Depending on how you die, you sort of have a quite a comical sort of reaction from your little mummy character, and you sort of drop from a height and you can fall into bits or you get eaten by. So what Crocodiles. is the actual point of the game? What are you supposed to be doing in this game? Are you supposed to be getting to the end, saving someone? Um, you just... Um, each level you need to get to the treasure chest. Okay. And then um, there's nine levels and you, you work your way up to the top of the pyramid. Okay. And then um, once you're at the top, you then get a... Uh, like a bonus level where you collect gold so that you can sort of buy upgrades and things. You can get like... Um, this sounds like a proper Mega Drive game or something. It is, yeah, definitely. It's exactly like that. <laughs> you can buy like little um, emblem things, so you can um, slow the game down if you're struggling on some of the obstacles. Um, there's one that points you to the direction of the gold because some of the maps are sort of bigger than the screen, so it sort of points you in which direction yeah. you need to go. Um, you could, we've also got ones to protect you from dying a couple of times and things. Yeah. Uh, there's also but, a, a level editor, uh, level editor as well, so you can actually build your own your own levels and then play on behalf of people, play send them to other people. players. Yeah, so uh, cool. No, it's, it's quite a good game. It's... Good little game, Pyramid Raid, and it's free to play. It is. You, free, you yeah. like them sort of little old old games, don't you? I know yeah, you play quite just, a lot of them. This one, you know, quick and easy games sometimes. Time you know, fillers. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I say, I mean, I've been playing Fallout Four all week, but sometimes when you've just got a like half hour to kill or whatever it's you know a good game to just pick up and play nah Fallout 4 well yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you yeah. can't play that for like 10 minutes because like two two hours feels like 10 minutes that is true I've been yeah. playing 6 hours I feel like I'm just playing 10 minutes but yeah um, right that's Pyramid Raid right now like I said before we um have got a lot of questions this week and a few bits about the community extras but the next thing coming up for this week which we're going to have to say is is the competition <clears throat> now this week if you're all listening is a massive competition we're going to be giving out fallout 4 next week oh yeah and, <laughs> <laughs> and we've all personally chipped in for this because we're going to do a fallout special we want to give away fallout stuff jansen's going to do us a wicked little tune for fallout and everything's just going to be fallout and we're all going Ooh. to be very excited about it and you know if you haven't seen jansen's competition pages and that yet he does some really 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 good pictures and, like, he's actually got his own business doing... What's it called and describe it? It's called Black Memory UK on eBay. 
I'm in the process of uh, setting up a website, but yeah, it's, all my prints are available on eBay if you just search for an eBay shop, Black Memory UK. And what kind of prints do you do? They're basically A4 prints on like heavy stock card, and it's they're all based around like movie quotes and famous quotes, but all interpreted in my own vision and like very simple prints as well. So. Yeah. Fit Some any... of them are like abstract prints, aren't they? Like you're getting yeah. normal film. So you'd see like, you know the famous one, Pulp Fiction. You know the famous shadow picture of them both, don't you? And yeah. then you will take that, totally change it, make it a totally different picture, but have some kind of unique way of seeing that. And then you'll put your own swing on it. And then you print it out. And yeah, and it also does like custom ones for people as well, don't you? So Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have like requested that they want certain quotes or they want to add a message to it or put their name on it or something like that. Yeah, I can pretty much do anything because I have the file here and I can manipulate it in any way. So yeah. a lot of the time people were buying them for gifts for other people and they want to put a message on it or something like that. And I don't charge any extra for it. Um, yeah, you don't charge a lot, really, do you? How no, much, the, they're only the, like the prints are three pound each, and it's free postage, and they all get posted in card-backed envelopes as well, so they're protected. So yeah, it's it's a real bargain. Yeah, cool, man, cool. But yeah, getting back to it, that's his little uh, venture, and just wanted to get it out there because some people, you know, might want something, and it's just a little extra thing we do, and he makes a little bit of a profit out of it himself, which is good. Yeah, we've got a Fallout Four giveaway. Whoop, whoop, whoop. It gets me excited. <laughs> so if you want to enter this type, this week's competition and with answers will be given out on the Fallout uh, podcast next week, all you have to do is listen to the uh, tune coming up. Send me an email to extremepcuk at gmail.com and send your theme name because you have to have a Steam name because it will be sent to you through Steam. It will be gifted to you. And you just need to give us the answer of what the music is in the next clip. Right, people. So uh, I'll send the clip up now. Here we go. people that was our tune for this week if you know what the tune is get us an email at extremepcuk dot, um, i've got it all muddled up and i extremepcuk <laughs> at gmail.com <laughs> oh man I'm, my brain's fried and uh yeah tell us your answer what the music was and what your steam name is and next week it could be you if especially if you love fallout good luck everyone yeah good luck it's gonna be a good one it's gonna be a good one right because we're in the community section first thing i want to talk about is the arc server it has now gone down. It's actually gone. Now, normally when we have a server, I don't get rid of the server. I keep it saved on there. And when we want to go back to that game, we go back to it. But I had an issue with the server when I was trying to upgrade it. And the, the, the actual information got deleted by accident. And it wasn't actually my fault. It was a random. But it's gone. And that's it. So the ARC server's gone. I can get another one up. And I'm sorry for people if you've been playing it. But... That's just one of them things. I can't do anything about it. It won't happen again. We learned from our lessons. And uh, yeah, Ark server's gone. Along with that is the Terraria server, which I spent hours in. And I built a whole base and I had all people in it. And I was really, really, really excited about my game in there. And that was gone as well. So I'm really, really sorry for that, people. But 
the Rust server will be going up, and with that, the new because the server's been reinstalled, it's all been rebuilt, it's been upgraded and stuff, so it shouldn't happen from now on. Server's got a lot more power in it, and yeah, we have a Rust server running, and it's called Extreme PC UK on Steam, and there's no password. Anyone can join that. That will be going up from the Saturday morning when this podcast comes out. So if you're listening after Saturday morning, the the Rust server will be up. Right, that's it, guys, for the community and extras section. Now, we've had three big questions this week. Now, it's going to be a bit more tricky now about hands because obviously he's got more technical information than you two guys have. Yeah, so, just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just going to have to uh, try and bear with us. And if I rabbit on for too long, just try and cut in. And, you know, like I always say, if there's any questions you feel you want to ask, which they might seem silly or, trust me, they're not silly, a lot of people have the same question. If you think it, a lot of people will think it. And just ask away, you know. If I've got the answers, I'll tell you. If I haven't, I'll tell you where to go. <laughs> In a nice way. <laughs> yeah, so... Right, the first question is from Sasha. And she says, oh, what I'll do is I'll read the question out and then we'll go back to it and go through it. Now, she says, Hi, Nick. I listen to your podcast every week. Keep up the good work, which, thank you. We will try and keep up some good work. If you like it, we'll try and keep it going. You know, we're grateful for your kind words. Um, I have a question for the podcast, or rather a quest for you to give me opinions on this PC. It's a Skylake build. Having decided the family needs a desktop PC, and also realising that I could build my own, I have spent the last two months trying to decide on what to purchase. The budget has gone from 1500 quid to 800 and back again about three or four times. Now, that happens to everybody. You've all <laughs> done that, haven't you? And you're like, should uh, I do yes. that? And then you you add little bits on, and then it adds up to a big amount, and then you sort of go, you, you tone it down a bit, and then you go back again. You know, that's just one of them things that you have to you have to go with what you really want and just do it because, you know, like me, you spend the money and then you feel bad, but you also feel good because you've got a really good computer. <laughs> but yeah, cracking on. From a GTX uh, 960 to a 980, etc. It will mainly be light gaming, e.g. Minecraft with internet, Microsoft Office, and for my son, but then I also want to be able to play the latest games at mid to high settings at 1080p. I've settled on the fact that I can upgrade later on or buy my own PC next year. So so you can have a second PC in the future. So this is just going to be one to tie you over with games on the basic settings, like medium to high settings. And you're just going to use it for normal PC stuff. So it doesn't have to be crazy. But do you know what? The, the, the computer you've picked is a pretty good computer anyway. So I'll, I'll crack on again. It says, I know there is hardly ever a right or wrong answer, but I'd like to know how well you think this build is and how good it will be at, at, at handling the current gen games at a decent level and if there was any obvious mistakes when it comes to joining all these components up right so what i'll do people i'm going to read through the components and then you two if you know anything about components can have a little chat about it as well which i know you're both going to be completely silent aren't you <laughs> yeah tech's not my thing you losers you're on extreme pc uk and you don't know about pcs jansen you build computers you know basic knowledge basic knowledge okay right first off it's an intel core i5 6500 3.2 quad core cpu and that is a skylake one but it's the lower end i5 and that's 157 pounds 98 now i just my natural gut feeling and yeah that processor is is a good processor you know it's a 3.2 it probably goes up to 3.8 on its own and you could probably push it a little bit higher i i reckon you get it to four yeah that's the processor i've got i've got it up to four yeah, but it's not an overclocked process, it's not unlocked. Now, I would say if you can go with the budget for an extra, I don't know, around £40, because that's £157.98, 
you could go for an i5-6600K, which is a lot more, well, it's not a lot more powerful, it's a little bit more powerful, but it's overclockable because when you get a K processor, it's unlocked. So you can turn the timers up on it so you can get a lot more power of it, you know? So in the future, it future-proofs it more because you'll you use it as it is now, but then when you finally get to the bit where your computer's slacking a bit, you can you can overclock it and get a lot more power out of it. And I mean a lot more power than the standard one. And that's £202.89. So you're looking at about 40 quid more, which, you know, some people are on a tight budget. And if you are on a tight budget, then stick with what you've got. But other than that, I would say to go for the 6600K. Now, what's your views, boys? Would you go for the, the K processor if it's on a budget or would you just leave it as it is? Um, yeah, yeah I, I would go for that because it's not a huge amount more, but then the power gain that you get from it like if you do overclock it is so much more and yeah. obviously if she's restricted to an unoverclockable processor if she wants more power she's then got to buy a new one yeah because that was my other option you know stick with what you've got if you're on a tight budget stick with what you've got and then in future just go for like an the i7 like 6700k you know because that's that's an immense power uh, quad core processor it's like the biggest one out at the moment and you know, it, it fits the same socket and yeah, you could you could just go from that and upgrade and then you've got a, a really good gaming PC. But, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, only you can decide how far you want to go and how good, how, how big you can take your budget. You know, I find that I always push it a little bit too far and then I worry about it after. Is that what you lot do? Yeah, pretty no. much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I'd say... If you can handle the budget, an extra 40 quid, go for the i5-6600K, and that will pretty much set you up, because that is a good processor. And But at the end of the day, you've got to see how far you want to take it. Because the, the 6500 will run all the games, it will run everything fine, because it is a new processor, it's low power, it, it, it's it's a good processor, you know? So it's 6th gen, you can't go wrong. Right, the rest of your build is pretty much all really, really good. You know, it's not bad, you haven't picked out any bad bits, and it all goes well together. And you, to be pretty honest, you will have a really good computer there. You know, you'll be able to play all the games on medium to high settings anyway. Going on with the list, it's an MSI Z170EA Tomahawk ATX LGA1151 socket motherboard, which is a good motherboard. G-Skill Rip Jaw V-Series 8GB, 2x4GB sticks running at 2400MHz. So, you know, you've got good speed there. You know, you get. I think the most you get out at the moment is about three thousand, three thousand, three thousand four hundred. Hugo higher, but that's like extreme. So you've got a good speed there. You know that that computer is going to be running fast. If you think about it, a lot of people are on DDR3 and they're running at that clock speeds of like eighteen sixty six. So you're well over the average with with that RAM. You know. Uh, moving on, Samsung eight fifty Evo, like Jansen wants to get, but yours is yeah. probably real. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a five hundred gigabyte SSD. Great. You know, you can have that, put your windows on it. You can even split it up and put it into two partitions. Have Steam Drive if you want. It's big enough to have whatever you want to do on it. It's good, good SSD. GTX 964GB, which I believe aren't 4GB. They're 3.5, ain't they? That's the one that got the issues. don't know. I think yeah. it is, I believe. they. There's a big thing when they brought this, this graphics card out. They put it out as 4GB. <coughs> and then when it was checked, it was actually 3.5GB. And a lot of people were upset and they wanted their money back. And there was a lot of problems, so... But yeah, still a great little card. It's a smaller card. You know, the thing is, it's a smaller card, but they're still very expensive. You know, it's like 180 quid, I believe. And so, yeah, that'll still play all your games at high settings. It, it'll be really good. 
Um, like we say, Matt's using the 660, which is what three generations before that, and he he runs graphics at like pretty high level. So this would well, definitely the same with me. I've got the GTX uh, 670, and like that was a huge upgrade for me, and that only cost me 80 quid. Yeah. See, that's a couple of generations before as well, so it's a bit older. Yeah. But yeah, this this will this card will will give you the high graphics you need. You know. Um, a Corsair 450D ATX mid-tower case, uh, 550-watt PSU, which is modular. And you know what I'm like? I always say go with Corsair because what they say on their power supplies is what you get. You know, a lot of a lot of power supplies will say, oh, 600-watt. But then when you look at it, they're not actually 600-watt. So you couldn't run your graphics card at full on there on the 12-volt rail. And basically, you come to put it on there and it won't power it and you get issues. And a lot of people are like, well, it's 600-watt, but really it's not. Mm. Um, with Corsair, what they say on the box is what you've always got, so that's always good. Um, modular means you can have all the cables which you want. They don't have to have all of them. You can unplug the ones you don't want. Um, so that's going to be really nice. So in your case, and that case is quite a big, nice case. So it'll be very clean looking with just the cables you need. Um, Samsung DVD writer, Windows 10 Home Edition, Corsair Raptor keyboard, which is I believe a gaming keyboard, which is quite good. And that total build comes to eight hundred and seventeen pounds sixty eight. Which, like I always say to you guys, I always say, if someone asks me for a decent PC to play games on, I would say the budget will be about 800 quid. You know, and that's just what people would say different, but that's what I say. If you want a good, decent computer, 800 quid. Otherwise, if you want a decent computer at a much cheaper price, get a second hand one and upgrade it, because that's the, like Glenn, you did that, didn't you? And you've got yeah, a good computer. Yeah. You know? But yeah, if you went for the bigger processor, you'd be looking at, what, £860, so not far off, but you'd have a really good processor. But um, yeah, your, your build's really nice. It's, it's a nice little computer you'll have there. I can't find any issues with it. Can you, any of you find any issues with it, or you like it or not? Well, yeah, it looks all right, from it'll what be, I can see. Yeah, it'll be yeah. a nice little... You two like that, I don't even know what I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to make it sound good. But yeah, um, it'll be a good little computer. If you could, when you do build it, we'd appreciate if you sent some pictures in to us. We'll get them up on our stream so people can see what you've built, what it looks like and that. And yeah, it'll be really, really uh, nice to see that. Thank you for your question. Hope we helped out. Right. Next up, the question we've got is from Warmonger18. And you are our competition winner as well. So cheers for bringing the questions <laughs> in. And uh, thank you for entering in the competition. It says, Hi Nick. Loving listening to the pod. It's my best hour's drive to work of the week and I only wish it was longer. Um, I think this one tonight might be longer, and I definitely think that the one next week will be longer. I hope you like Fallout, because uh, it's going to be a good one next week. Um, here's the questions for you guys to discuss. PC game early access, is it a good or bad thing? I've recently bought an early access game, and it's mostly stable, which some are, some aren't, as we know. However, I am beta testing the game for free. Does this help or hinder the release of the polished game? Thanks. Keep up the good work, Warmonger18. What's your views on it? I think that beta testing is good because if you don't have that, then they release a game and the general release is basically a beta test because they've got no way of real world testing it without getting it out into the real world. So, yeah. like, Hans isn't here, which is a shame because he, he had, like... Very pretty, strong opinion. Yeah, yeah, real strong opinion on this. And I think his opinion is the complete opposite of mine. Yeah. Yeah, I personally think... It, it's a good idea because obviously like now hands having all these problems with fallout like that's a huge game and it's been out on general release and he can't even play it because he's having so many issues with it 
So I always think, well, a beta test means you can put it out in the real world, have real people playing the game and getting real time feedback of like, is this running properly before we start selling it to people at like the yeah, full but, price? Like but my view on this is with a game like Fallout, there's so much suspense behind that game and everybody's been waiting so long for it. You know, they're not going to give no secrets away. Like, oh, here, play it for a little while and, and see what you think. Yeah, you know, no, but yeah, have, on have a you game already like... seen? You've already seen people, yeah, that mm. have got Fallout and that that they've even done a t uh, connected to like another country so they can get it early, and mm. they've just gone on the stream and they've smashed their way through the game, and some people have completed it in the first like <laughs> twenty hours or whatever. Now, yeah. If you had that beta, there would be because it's such a big game, you would have people doing that, and they yeah. would tell everything about the game would go out there, and everybody would know everything. So yeah. you couldn't really do that with with that game. No, well, you couldn't do it with all games. So. Like in a in a, a way, it's good and it's bad. Like you you can't beta test certain games because it will be like it will like ruin the game for some people. But I always thought like with beta testing, it shouldn't be out to the general public. It should be like people in the know know about beta testing games, and then they can specifically go and search for a game that they want to beta test and. Like those people know what they're getting into when they play yeah, but it. A lot of the time, it's it needs to be to a really wide range of people to get the problems. Yeah, but what you need, you just need people playing it. It doesn't matter who they are or what they do. It's people playing the game in the real world. So you just need a hundred thousand people playing your game to get some real time feedback of is this game running okay? What are the glitches? Is there um, like online issues and things like that so like they did with the new star wars game like there was a beta test of that and you literally had two maps that you could play so they're not really giving away much of the game because you're not playing the story mode you're not like doing anything that's going to give anything away you you're basically given a map and they've got like thousands of people like jumping into that game and playing it and yeah but that's very unique to that game i believe Okay, but it gives them feedback that they can see in real time. How is this running? Like, are there glitches? Are like, are people playing the game smoothly? And they get yeah. all that data, and then they can put it into the finished game. So I feel like in the end, the game that gets released is a more polished game. You're not going to really um, get a game that you're going to have to wait for patches and upgrades to be able to play it because that kind of ruins the experience for you. Yeah. See, I, I've got my own view on it, and uh, mine's a bit more in-depth with it. I believe, because I've done a lot of beta tests on games, and a lot of companies have, have let me have games for free to test them, give them my feedback, and, and go in-depth with issues that I've come across in the game. Now, I've come across games before that I've paid £15 for, yeah? And I've loaded that game up, and there's nothing in the game. It's just a map and a guy. And I'm like, hold on a minute. What is going on here? I paid £15 for this game because it looks so good on all... Because on Steam, you've got like all the videos and that, haven't you? Mm. And you're pretty much like, yeah, that game looks really, really good. You get the game, and there's nothing that they've said is in there is in there. And it's a totally different game. And then you look down, it says, oh, this game could be different to what your game you're playing. Mm. And I find that really, really annoying. But then, for me, like if I was to go into it, buy a game like that, and go into it, and it was crap, I used to be like, look, I want my money back. And what happened is, a little while ago, I don't know how long, I think it's about a year ago now, Steam actually brought out a new law 
where if a game isn't to a certain standard, they will not allow it to be put onto Steam now. I didn't mm. know if, did you know that? No. Yeah, and it's got to be to a certain standard. And recently they've also brought in, if you play that game for under two hours, if you don't like it or you have a problem or you get a problem with your graphics card or something like that, you can send it off to them, the, the information, and you can get your money back. Mm. You know? So I feel, personally, a new game, which is like Fallout 4, Battlefield 4, or them sort of games, I think, yeah, do a public beta test and give it out for 24 hours, like you said, little part of the game because the games are so big. Let mm. people play it, but don't give anything away. Mm. And I think that's fine. But I also feel, with little companies, the problem we was getting was little developers will be playing a game, like say there's four of them in their house, or like we've seen before, remotely in different parts of the country, building a game together. You've got like one producer, one graphics designer, one this, one that, yeah? And they're all working together. Now, these people, they've got to be funded because they're doing this like a full-time job every day. Now, the problem they get is they, they start working on the game and say they've been building the game for three months. Who's funding them to build that game? No one, themselves. A lot of people sell things. Like one of the recent companies we watched, they had an actual map that they sold online to other game build, like creators. And with the money from that, they solely made enough money to pay their wages why they built the game. Now, the way I see it is these people, they build the games and, and they put their heart and soul into these little games. Like Fallout 4 and all them, People are told what to do. I want you to design that. I want you to have that. Now you've got script people saying this has got to be like that. That's how I want it designed. But these people have got a vision, yeah, and they're like, I want to get that vision into this computer game. But if they can't afford to live because they're putting all their money into this game, they need to earn money. And where the problem arised is somebody decided, hold on a minute, let's sell the game as a started product, yeah, which nowhere near finished, and let's let the people give us feedback as they play it. And if they like the game. They will come in and say, oh, I like this, or maybe you should change that. Like Imperium, oh, we can do this, I'll change that bit, yeah? And what <clears> happens is, the game, people buy it because it's like a good game, but and, and, and so on and so on, it goes on and on. The people earn a living out of it, that gives them more money to put more money in, they get more people in to work for them, the game gets bigger and bigger, and it goes in a snowball effect, and that game comes out, and any issues that come across, you tell them, and it gets fixed. I can handle that, that's fine. <clears throat> what I can't handle... And it's probably, some people have done it on purpose, which I know of, and some have just been accidental. But they will bring a game out. It won't be nowhere near finished. They have no intention of finishing it. They'll make it look really, really good. And they'll put it on there for like 15 quid. And then you'll just be like, yeah, that looks really, really good. You buy it. And then you're like, what? It's nothing like a game's meant to be. And back in the day, it was like, now I can't get my money back. So these mm. people just made a quick buck out of you and then sod it off. But that's where Steam's now come in and gone, look, this is the end of this. We're getting so many people complaining about it. Mm. Now we're going to set up some kind of like procedures where you know they've got to have decent games and you've got to be able to be happy with buying that game. Otherwise, you can get your money back. And I think that's where the happy medium lies at the moment. You know, People mm. can now get your money back. See, I don't mind. Like, I used to look at games and go, do I want to buy that game? I'm going to waste 15 quid on it. What if it's crap? I'd be really pissed off. But now I can go, I'm going to buy that game, play it. Oh, it's crap. I want my money back. So these people as well are putting more effort in because they don't want to make a crap game because you're going to get mm. money back. They're going to earn nothing. They're going to waste their own time. Yeah, you but know? the thing is, I kind of see a beta test as um, a technical exercise, not a money-making exercise. So if I was going to play a beta game, I wouldn't pay for it because I would feel like I'm helping you by playing your unfinished game. But you do, Jansen, because any early access you buy... 
is practicing someone's beta game. Yeah, you're paying for it. Yeah, but I wouldn't pay for it. That's the thing. If there was like a, a beta test where you could play a game for free, then like I'd be a part of that because I know that I'm going to get into that game and it's probably going to be a lot of glitches. Like, say you're in a shooting game and your crosshair is completely off. It's going to piss you off after a while that you're playing a game that doesn't work properly. But why would you want to pay for that? All right, so are you going to play Empyrean yeah. when the server comes out? Yeah. There you go then. You just bought Early Access Game and you're testing it for them. And you just admitted you're going to buy it. <laughs> the yeah, good thing is, once the game does come out, you got it, you've already got the game for practically fraction of the price. Not really, though, because Daisy, I bought that in Early Access and I think I paid £17 for it. And now it's, what, £22? So I didn't really save that much money by doing the beta testing. And, you know, like we always say, I don't know where they're heading with that game because to me... That game seems to me, and it feels to me like they've done all they can and they can't fix it. Yeah, but then something like DayZ, I mean, they're constantly bringing out new weapons and new cars and this, that, and the other, yeah, new areas. And it's it's just like having, I don't know, like Fallout 4, for example, you, you're getting a whole new area as a free DLC. That You know, you're yeah. not getting charged for it. But so it's, it's like they've got... It's like they've got their head in the sand. Everybody's going, look, the game's stuttering when you go into a town. You're getting 20 frames a second. All right, let's put some more gear in. You know, oh, let's make zombies work. And it's like, the main problem there is the stuttering. For me, it doesn't do it anymore, but for any normal people with, like, just normal graphics cards, everyday graphics cards, you know, you're going to find you get into a town and you're going to get killed by someone and it's going to ruin your 10-hour game or what you've been playing for without dying because you get into the town your frames drop and the guy there has got good frames because he's got a better card and better processor, you know, and you're going to get annoyed with that. You know, fix the point in the hand. Oh, yeah. You know? But Jansen's gone very quiet since I just proved him wrong. Come on, what's up? No, I'm just listening to you. But yeah, like, <laughs> obviously you've got, like, different stages of the game. Like, you also get, like, alpha testing as well, which is, seems ridiculous because then you're getting something that is known to be problematic. But obviously, yeah, yeah beta testing, you're obviously going to get different stages of it. So you're going to get a game, like where you said, that you're, you're a man in an empty map and there's no game there you're just a guy running around and you're basically testing it for them to see like if your man running around glitches but if you've got a an unfinished game but it's still very playable then you are saying well like yeah i'm i'm buying this game at a reduced price like because it's not a finished game but what I was getting at is I kind of generalized beta at, as being like overall bad, but obviously it's different stages, isn't it? It's like when it's very unfinished, yeah. then you're, you're, you're playing a game that's completely glitchy and you've paid for that. So you're, you're not really enjoying the game. You are more testing the game than you are playing the game. But when yeah. you get something at a later stage of a beta test, it it runs like it would do when it's finished. But you might have a few things missing, like maybe the graphics aren't 100% like rendered and maybe you don't have all the sound effects. And... So what you're saying is a game that's like, say how Fallout is now, it's finished, mm. but mm. we're all coming across little bugs, little things here and there, like game save is not working Having the final touches be be like checked out by us guys, rather mm. than putting out a game that's got nothing done to it, and mm. we've all paid for it. Yeah, that's it. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. But there should probably be um, 
like three stages of testing so you've got the first stage where basically nothing then you've got a second stage where you've got a game but it's quite glitchy and then you've well, you do got... you get early alpha you get alpha. Yeah, alpha beta yeah yeah, yeah. so you've got all the stages but to, in my personal opinion, them stages mean nothing because, yeah, early alpha means, oh, yeah, the game's just being started. But I could get into an early alpha in the game. Some people have done a really good job and the game seems like it's finished and I have no problems with it. And I can get into an early alpha where there's nothing in the game. It's just a map and a guy. Yeah, but then that's why they should grade it on the amount of content and how well it plays. Because obviously, yeah. like, at the different stages, if they want to charge you, then... The, the price of the game should reflect the stage of completeness. Though, yeah. obviously, if it's an early alpha, they should give that away for free because you are testing the game more than you are playing it. But then if it was like a, a later stage beta, then maybe it is like £10-£15 cheaper than the final release game. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, also, Warmonger says, um, however... Is he just beta testing the game for free? Now, personally, you're not beta testing it for free because you're actually paying for the game, so it's even worse because you're paying to beta test that game, I believe. You know. Mm. But uh, my overall view is really it goes on the game. You know, I know Daisy's got problems, but I'd still buy it. You know. But unless so, you're actually reporting all the bugs and everything to the developers, you're not actually beta testing it, though, are you? You just no, you're, you're just playing, playing it. it. Yeah, yeah, but if so, you're playing it online, like. You you can't get like um, a program. Well, you probably get a program that can simulate like a hundred thousand people playing your game online on like twenty different servers. But what you want is real people, and then the way you get that is by giving out the beta test to real people, and they're on the other end watching how it plays online. So even though you're not like data logging and sending that to them they're actually watching you and they're compiling data on all these people playing on servers. Yeah. Yeah, let's say, technically you're not doing the beta testing, are you? It is literally just early access. So the beta testing side of it, I don't think it's, you know, it's not really relevant to you if you're not doing the actual data logging. Yeah, but the data logging is like on the other side. So it's almost like you're not, you're not beta testing, you're basically a guinea pig. So, yeah, you're just a, another person in a server. Yeah, so. exactly. So yeah, they it's it's almost like crowdfunding, isn't it? They need a lot of people to help with a single project. So they're like, well, look, here's the game. Everyone play it, and then we'll watch. And yeah, you're just an extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so overall, we've all got different views on this. Yeah. I believe that I like some of them, and I don't like some of them, and I think it's just each one. And I think we just have to take on the chin that we are beta testing the game. And, you know, like I said, if I can get my money back now, I'm quite happy to try it and then get my money back. You know, you've got up to two hours in the game anyway. So yeah. it's not like you're going to lose out on anything. You're going to get a two hour free game and go, mm, not my cup of tea and leave. So I'm quite happy with the way it is at the moment. I'm just happy that they brought that that uh, that out. What about you guys? Yeah, I, I think it, it is a good idea because... It mean it does mean that they can make a, a more polished finished game, and those who want to wait till the finished game have a better game out of it. But if you don't want to wait like that long, then you do have like early access to it. But you obviously have to put up with things that might go wrong with it. But I think it is a good idea. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, as long as you realise that it is a unfinished game and it, you know, it will change and it probably will have bugs and problems, then yeah. it's not a problem. Yeah, it's just if they try and release it way too early and want to charge you, that's where I think, like, yeah, I wouldn't pay for it because, like, there's so many problems with it or it's so unfinished that you're kind of paying for nothing. Yeah, which is like you say, where your sort of grading system of sort of obviously the cheaper the game, you know, shows in what sort of stage of development it's in is probably a good idea. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's always good to just get the experience and concepts of playing new games, I suppose. So. Mm. But no, if you can get your money back off a game, though, that's, um, you know, like you say, a, a guy just walking around an empty map, then it gives you a bit of a sense of a bit more sort of security if you are, you know, looking into playing sort of early access games. Yeah, I think that is a good idea because will have that extra security of knowing that if you are paying 15 quid for something if it's bad you can get your money back yeah that's it yeah because i wouldn't i wouldn't even bother with a game if i if like i honestly that's how i was before i would look at a game and go Do you know what? it looks quite good but i know you're tricking me i know you look like an open world survival game it looks really good graphics now and i know when i buy you you're going to be crap mm. you know and then it used to be like that and i'd be like I want my money back, but I can't. Oh dear, spent 15, 20 quid on a game. I've lost it. Never going to play that game again. But now you can get your money back. I think that's the answer. That's the key to it. Yeah. So uh, we're all happy with that, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Right, thank you, Womonger18, for that. And uh, really good question. Good, good little debate going on there. None of us agree, as usual, but <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we all have our own views, don't we? So, right, question number three. Now, this question's a bit more in-depth as well. This is from uh, Trubshaw, and he says, Dear Extreme PC UK, I wonder if you could help me with a possible upgrade. My system is currently a Gigabyte Z68 XP UD 3P motherboard, Intel i7-2600K, 16 gigabytes of RAM, 850 uh, watt Corsair power supply, GTX 770 graphics card, and he says he has 3x 27-inch monitors, running at 5760 by 1080 which that is big uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's three of them yeah. and, and plays mostly simulation games now he says my current problem is that in armor 3 it stutters with the track IR when I look left and right now first off I actually hadn't seen track IR nor had you Jansen had you and Glenn no. you probably don't know what I'm talking no. about yeah I had to, <laughs> I had to google it because I'd never heard of it so. yeah me too but um, we had a good look into it. We've done a bit of research on the track IR. And what it is, it's a head tracking system. So instead of using your mouth to look left and right, you just look with your face. And so, like, say you're running forwards, you can sort of look to the left at people, can't you? So you never really get caught out. And that's, that's no. the way I sort of see it. Is that the way you saw it, Jansen? Yeah, because it, it looked pretty good. Like, when I first saw it, I was just thinking, oh, using your head, like, to move the screen around, you're kind of moving your head but still looking forwards. So it, it looked weird. But when you actually watch a video of it, it takes away from the movement of your mouse. So you, if you're playing something like Armour, you can just use your mouse to control your crosshairs and you can then use your head to actually look around. And it does look really good. Yeah. So personally, it's not something I think I'd use. I don't think I would be compatible with it because I can't. I can't multitask on here doing just this, looking at my stream and talking to you and looking at the, the, the notes on the podcast. But 
looking around and trying to shoot <laughs> shoot guns and use my mouse. You know what I'm like? I'm left-handed anyway, so all my keys are all buggered up. So I think for me that that kind of thing wouldn't work. But strain from the pro the whole issue. The issue is is that Armour Free was stuttering. Now, first off, I I sent a few questions back to Trubshaw saying, is your processor overclocked? Is your graphics card overclocked? Uh, is there any other issues? And to see with MSI Afterburner what percentage of your processor's running out and stuff like that. And uh, basically, he sent some information back saying, because I said the first thing to do is turn your graphics down. Turn your graphics down and see if you can get that left and right look smooth. Because obviously on Armour Free, that it goes on a lot of CPU power. And that, 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 that processor you've got is a powerful processor, but it's pretty old. And I know it can be clocked up pretty high. I've seen them really, really high. And so I know it's got power. Um, also the GTX 770, that's a, a pretty powerful card, but it's not right up there with the big boys. So with that kind of screen resolution, 5760 by 1080 on free monitors, that's a lot of power, isn't it? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's big time needing big, big cards and stuff to run that sort of stuff. So it is pretty, pretty harsh. So anyway, I, I, I asked Trumpshaw to turn the graphics down and see, see how it goes. And once he turned them down, he said that that actually smoothed out. And, and I personally believe, obviously without getting on the computer and tweaking around with it and doing bits and pieces, you know, you know I can't say 100%, but I would believe just from reading that, that the system is struggling with Armour 3 because Armour 3 is pretty intense. The graphics are amazing. Can you imagine that at, at like 5,760 pixels on each monitor at three of them? Yeah, he's probably got like 180 degree view around him isn't he <laughs> something like that it probably looks pretty amazing yeah um i did look up on their site on on their um support site and there was quite a lot of things about stuttering from left to right and pretty much the information i came back with on that was also about graphics power and cpu power and like i always say armor free runs more on processor power than it does than on the gpu power that's how i believe anyway because from my own tests and just us lot playing it. That's what I've sort of picked up. So, yeah, once he turned it down anyway, he seemed to think, found it smoothed out. So, yeah, it was a processor or a, a graphics card issue. Now, right, that wasn't the actual problem that he was getting at. That was just something we spoke about, which is extra. He was saying, so if I, I was wondering, if I put an NVIDIA GTX 980 Ti in, would A, it fit with my current system as a straight video card, so I don't need a new power supply or motherboard, would it be compatible? B, I notice a significant difference in my gaming. And C, you get a good price on a new card. And then he says, thanks for the great podcast. I've listened to them all. Now, I'll say my view first and then you two stop me and cut me out if you think anything different. But the current system you've got at the moment is a decent system. It's a very good system. You know, the processor's a little bit older. But, you know, you're still going to be able to play games on really high settings and that with that. Obviously, you've got the, the really high, high resolution monitor, which uh, isn't going to help things too much on the graphics front. But it's still pretty good as it is. Now, going with an, a GTX 980 Ti, you will get a massive increase in frames on your games. And you will get a much, much bigger difference in your games. It will be really worth doing. Your, your actual setup that you've got there will take it perfectly. It won't have no issues. You won't have no compatibility issues with the processor or the RAM or anything like that. It'll all work fine. So I would say, yeah, if you've got the cash, go for the 980 Ti because it's an amazing card. Like I always say, my card, I don't even hear the fan. And I play everything on Ultra. I never have a problem. My frames are always well high. And do you know what? It's just a joy to have a computer. You know what it's like? 
when like look at you Jansen when you went from your old graphics card just to mm. your the one I've got you now which is what a 960 no, or 680 six, 670 oh it's a 670 is it yeah but from your old card to the 670 and it's not a particularly new card you got there it's an old card mm. them graphics difference just made it, I'm not just saying this it makes your whole world a hundred times better you look forward to getting on that computer and you think yeah man that's really good I yeah. can't believe what I'm seeing yeah. and you was quite shocked with the difference in the graphics and yeah, I think because all the, the other same. components are still old and it was just upgrading just the graphics card without touching anything else, it was a huge difference. Yeah. See, you could go down the route if you want to save money and just get another GTX 770. I don't know how powerful it would be against the 980i without checking stats and things like that. But that's another option, you know. You can get another 770 for pretty cheap. If your motherboard allows you to have a second slot and a second card on there, you can run that in SLI and... It would probably have a higher power. It, like obviously, it's gonna. It will give you eighty percent more power on your uh, on your computer with the graphics. But like I said, bringing into the future, nine eighty Ti is a very very powerful card. It's a very nice card, and yeah, versions of the card. I pretty much I I like the EVGA ones. Now, if you all I would say really is go for the one that you like and the, which one's got the the right speeds for you because. Some of they've all got different megahertz. Like like my one, I got lucky. I've got a review card which is sent out before the cards are sent out. I got it two weeks early, and mine came with a two. It's meant to be a thousand megahertz, and I got mine clocked at without no overclock at twelve hundred megahertz. So if I was to look at that card, it's about seven hundred quid, I think, because of the overclock on it as standard. But I quite like the EVGA ones uh, with the fans on top now. It depends what your system's like. If you've got a small system and it's pretty tight and there's a lot of heat in there, you're better off with a reference card because it will blow the air out of the back and the air will just get dispersed and it won't take it into your system. But if you've got a lot of space, a lot of flow, airflow coming through your case, you could go for anyone with the double fans, triple fans, you know, all of the different makes. They're all pretty much all better than a reference card because they've all got higher clocks. Um, obviously, mine's a bit higher, but you will be able to overclock them higher because there'll be less temperatures on them because they've got more fans on. But like I said, the, the heat will disperse upwards in your case. So you've got to have the heat to be able to get taken out of your case. So, yeah, pretty much. I like EVGA. What about you lot? Do, do any cards you particularly like? Um, I've always bought uh, Asus cards. Yeah? Yeah, but the same with motherboards. I've, I've always just stuck with Asus for some reason. I think before when I looked at reviews, everything always kind of pointed to Asus. And I've kind of just stuck with them over the years. Really? Yeah. See, I when I first started building computers, and I used to read up on computers and bits and pieces, I always I always listened to a few people like Carrie Holzman and people that are, are like names that do videos on YouTube and stuff like that. And I've always sort of I've always liked their podcasts and stuff like that and followed them. And I don't know. I just from what these people was doing when I was younger and. From what I actually picked up from other people, I sort of picked up that Gigabyte motherboards were pretty strong and really good. Um, and I used to stick to the Gigabyte motherboards, but I've got to be honest, I've got an Asus motherboard now. And it's pretty good, you know, it's pretty straightforward. It's got its own overclocking facilities on it and that. Now, I was actually really excited about when I got my computer, I can get into all the new BIOS, all the new features, all the new settings and fiddle around with it, you know. I plugged it all in, I put it on. And it said, oh, try our five-way optimization thing. And I don't normally go with them because I'm pretty much like, I want to do it. I can tweak it more myself, mm. you know. I just press one button and the thing overclocked itself to 4.9 to start with. 
and I was a bit like, mm, that's a bit too high. And that was running, that was that was the highest it can go. Mm. It was unstable. And I tested it with a little while out, and after three or four hours, it would crash because it was going too high. It wasn't getting hot because I've got a really good cooler in there. But it was setting up its own, it was setting up all of its own like um, voltages, and it was it was pretty much tracking itself. Mm. Now, for anyone, especially like you guys, you you don't want to touch all these settings because you're scared that you're going to break something. And that is the truth, ain't it? You're like, mm, I'm not touching the voltage. Yeah. And you yeah. can break it. If you put too much voltage <laughs> through it or you get it too hot, it can break. And it will reduce the lifespan a lot. But this thing, it does it itself. So I didn't have to worry. Click the five-way optimization. It worked the processor through every core. And it went through every core. And it went through every core at the highest speed it can go. So it went to like four gigs, 4.1. And it done a little test, like a benchmark. 4.2 and I was like bloody hell it's kind of a bit high I thought I'd only get it to about 4.4 4.5 because I know it's a lower because it's got six cores it's pretty much it, the way I see it it's like a, a Bentley against the Ferrari you know the, the 6700k is four cores that gets very hot and is very fast and highly tuned which is like a Ferrari mm. and then this is six cores at lower power and it gets less heat and it runs at like 3.3 but six cores so it's more like a Bentley you know mm. so you've got like your prestige against your sports car that's the sort of way I sort of see it yeah now with, with that being like that i i chose to go for that motherboard and that over the the fast one because i thought oh you know what it's chilled out but it's also got the speeds for what i need now getting back into it this optimization program it just went up and up and up and it went to 4.4.9 and i was like whoa that's a bit high man i'm not happy with that sort of speeds and that's what the motherboard was doing itself so in the settings it had a stable version and, and, a, and a performance overclocked highly like extreme so I went into that and I turned it down to stable. And it went down to 4.7. And I was like, well, that's quite good. 4.7 at stable. And normally I don't actually stick to these programs because a lot of the time they still crash and that. But I've been benchmarking, I've been playing it, and I've had no issues with it really. So I've actually turned it down a little bit. But I know in the future when I get an issue, I could, I've got that extra power there, you know? I'm yeah. not going to use it like that all the time because I would I would shorten the life of the CPU. Mm. But I will use it when I, if I put like say your next Witcher game comes out or your next Fallout or something like that and and I'm slightly not on the frames because the way I work is if I don't get 60 frames I overclock if I do get 60 frames in my game I leave it as standard mm. because I don't want to to use something I don't need to necessarily use a lot of people when they get their computer they will overclock all their stuff but then they will try and get the power down stable so they'll get less power I don't really bother too much about that it's more about saving electricity you know and a lot of people will do that. They'll overclock all their cards and then they'll bring their power down as low as it can be to stable. And they're saving money from the wall, basically. Mm. But, but yeah, you know, that's why I went for my one. And that's why I feel a 980 Ti would be really good in your system, you know? Because it, it, you have got the CPU, you have got everything else. It will, it will go high. I think it'll be really good. But I, I like EVGA ones. I don't know why. I can't really give you. I just like them. You know, it's not, from a computer guy, it's not really a good explanation, but <laughs> it's true. I just think they look really nice. You know, they're very solid. You know, they always they always clocked a lot higher than a standard card, like a couple of hundred megahertz. But um, what about you guys? What cards do you like, even if it's just a look? Yeah, well, like I was saying, I've always gone with, like, Asus ones, like, because in the beginning, when I built my first PC, I did, like, loads of research of, like, what's the best to get at you the time. You do this with everything, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. You have it's to like, have the best. Yeah, I, I can't buy anything without having a couple of hours research on it. So, yeah, basically when I built my first PC, that's how it started. And 
with the motherboards and graphics cards, it always kind of pointed towards Asus, and then I've kind of yeah. stuck with them. And it's kind of like my go-to now. Like their cards look pretty nice as well, and they're quite chunky, you know, and they look pretty yeah. strong. And you've got the big, um, you've got the big heat sinks, the pipes coming out the side. And they yeah, look, they look pretty hardcore, don't they? Yeah, it's just no good if you've got like a blue computer because <laughs> always red. Yeah. Glenn, you just go for whatever's available at the time, I believe, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I've just got an AMD one, so it's... Uh... You're not too fast. It works, and that's all you care about. Yeah, that's it. That's Cheap the way a lot of the people is. But yeah, going on, <laughs> um, the question says, uh, Trubshaw said that after a little while, he turned off two of the monitors and tried it on just a single monitor, and that got rid of the stuttering and the frames per second problem. So yeah, it, would, it was down to the graphical issues, you know? So... There you go. That's pretty much. I hope we answered your question well enough. And uh, thank you for sending your question in. It's much appreciated. It's a really good question. Right, that brings on. If anybody's got any questions they would like to send in, just send them into extremepcuk at gmail.com. You can also send them into extremepcuk on Twitter and extremepcuk on Instagram. You know, we're really grateful for the amount of questions we've got this week. It's really given us a lot to talk about. And if you want a longer podcast, we need to put some bit more content in there. So send a lot more questions in. It doesn't matter what it is. We enjoy talking about it. You know, the question about the early access games, give us a good debate. You know, I've enjoyed talking about that. I know you have, Jansen. And yeah, well, Hans missed out on that one, though. That could have been I even know. longer. Yeah, <laughs> Hans, oh, he's, he's early access straight away. He was like, no, it's not good. I've had really bad experiences. It's rubbish, rubbish idea. <laughs> and he was really, really up for talking about that. I think he just held out for as long as he could. Yeah. But his arm, because he's had an operation on his arm today. He's been pulled out of the socket, so... I think really he he just had to go. It was his time. But it would have been a much better uh, question if he was here because he's got a lot more technical knowledge than you guys about graphics yeah. cards and PCs. Yeah, so it would have been a lot more conversation going backwards and forwards. So that would have been a bit more in depth. But yeah, we're sorry about that. He's uh, been beaten up by another granny. Nothing we can do about it. <laughs> and don't worry, people. Weekly occurrence now, isn't it? Yeah, don't worry, people. You should see the stuff on our Instagram, going, on our, face, our face, well, Facebook, Instagram, and our team. What is it called? WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. We have yeah. a group on WhatsApp just for us, for all the podcasters, and trust me, some of the granny, <laughs> granny images going backwards and forwards <laughs> with guns and things and, and hands on there is amazing. Jansen done a really, really good one. I might, even if I can, put it up somewhere or put it on the website or something because it's, it's classic because Jansen does really good pictures, like we said. He pretty much got the Pip-Boy from the Pip-Boy um, picture of the one you can buy, and he put the Fallout picture in it, but of a granny with a granny stick. And it looked like the real pit boy in the real screen. That, that was just classic. That was really good, Jens. Yeah, that was but pretty funny. I don't think he found it too impressive. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's all yeah. right. We did. Yeah, I, I loved it. You know, we got a, a, a good good jokes go on here. Not too harsh, but, you know, if you keep getting beaten up by grannies, you've got to expect it. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Right, moving on to the iTunes reviews. First off, I'd like to say, we said it before about we've got a program that gives us iTunes reviews from abroad because... Unless we get the iTunes review put onto it at the UK website on iTunes, it doesn't actually show up for us. So what we did is we found a program that will it will gather all the iTunes reviews from all around the world, from all the different countries and all the different iTunes programs. And problem we've got is that it won't let me see them until the end of the month. So if you do put in an iTunes review and we don't read it out the week after you've done it, just hold on because it will come out by the end of the month because they send me an email of all the, all the iTunes reviews by the end of the month. So if your iTunes review doesn't come out yet, don't worry, it's still in the system. We will get to it. But I'd like to say, really, really good like the question. We've had a few iTunes reviews this week. And uh, the first one is from S. Pliskin. I hope I pronounced that right. 
And he's written finally, and that's his his title. And I think that means because it's finally he's put an iTunes review on there. Quote me if I'm wrong. I don't I don't think I am. But he gives us five stars, and he says in iTunes by S Wiskin from UK, and he says at last a fantastic PC UK based podcast. Great banter and well presented. I must listen to. So I'm um, very grateful for that. Thank you. That's a very nice thing to say for us all. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that is very nice. And, uh, you know, I, I, you've got to be honest, the, the iTunes reviews is what gets us up there, and the subscribe button gets us up there even higher. I don't want nothing more, the same as you guys, to get up high on the iTunes reviews, because yeah. Yeah, that will get us up. And when we start getting into, like, the top 150, because I don't know if everybody noticed this, we used to be first and second or third on the new and noteworthy but because we're not new and we're, we're like an older podcast now we've gone past like the first three, couple of months we can't be accepted into there so now it's all down to us to get our get to get ourselves out there you know it's not down to itunes to spread it for us so we will we we are gaining a lot of listeners and we're very grateful for all the people that listen but basically we're getting up that we're getting up there slowly and slowly but we will get there and you know your reviews really do mean a lot to us because they they boost us every time we get one which is it's true, isn't it, boys? Yeah, yeah we exactly. always say it, don't we? We always say yeah. it's nice to hear a, re- a review from someone because then it actually shows <laughs> that like people are listening to it and they're liking it and yeah, well, it mo- motivates us to carry yeah. on doing it. Well, that's the thing, you know. A lot of people that do podcasts always think to themselves, and if you are a podcaster out there, you do think to yourself, is there anyone listening every now and then? You think, is anyone listening to me? You've got the yeah. stats and that, but you think... Are they, is it like 10 people listening on 20, <laughs> on 20 different <laughs> devices? You know, but yeah, no, it's really, really grateful for everything that you're, you're doing for getting in touch with us. But yeah, the next iTunes review is from Spudball73. And he says, great PC gaming podcast. He gave us five tunes as well, so thank you for that. And he's from the UK as well. And he says, this podcast is great and I don't even have a PC. Well, that's amazing. He <laughs> doesn't even have a PC and still likes us. Wicked. Hopefully you'll get one just through our uh, reviews. He says, um, now having decided to purchase a PC for my son, lol, I wanted to listen to a UK podcast that could help me pick out some good games to play that was also light-hearted and a laugh, and this ticks all the boxes, long may it continue. Thank you for that, that's, that's a really, really nice thing to say, and that's from Spudball73, cheers. Much yeah, appreciate. That, that's good, because that, that's exactly what we're trying to achieve, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Is there anything you guys would like to say this week? About you know, what? About, about anything. <laughs> You too useless. Because <laughs> that's pretty much that brings us to the end of the podcast, you see? Yeah. I'd like to say again, remember guys, we're giving out Fallout 4 next week. All you need to do is listen to the download for this podcast. I know there's a lot of people live watching now, but if you listen to the download, you can get it at extremepcuk.co.uk forward slash podcast. That will take you to the page that has all of our different like versions of media on there. It's got a TeamSpeak you can use. It's got like uh, Instagram. It's got... <laughs> it's got everything. It's got a Twitch, so you can watch us on our streams. It's got everything on there, and it's also most and foremost is it's got all of our podcasts listed there, every single one of them. And you don't need to download it in iTunes. You can download it straight from the browser. Listen to it off any device on our website. If you have got iTunes, yeah, you can download on iTunes. We're grateful for that as well. But I we are getting a lot of feedback saying that a lot of people don't have iTunes and and that they'd prefer to do it through the browser. So yeah, go to extremepcuk.co.uk podcast and we'll be there. Send your questions into extremepcuk at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, pretty much that brings us to the end. I hope to see a lot of competition people entering with this Fallout 4, because that's a wicked game, and it's totally free. So, uh, 
yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And that brings us to the end. Cheers, guys. See- yeah, thanks See- for listening. Yeah, cheers for listening. See you later. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.